They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking all of they talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this evening, my good friends, Act Two Fly, Eric Trembicki, and the voice that runs the place, the European champion, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd, hailing from the great city of Bangor, Maine. It's cold up there this time of year, am I correct? Not Never too cold for me. <laughs> never. Never too cold. Uh, before we get started, I know we celebrated one year, two weeks ago. Last week was our first show to kick off our second year. But maybe even more important than our one-year anniversary, I know anybody listening will hear this on January 26th or later. We're recording Wednesday night, January 25th. I met Eric exactly two years ago to the day at the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia, January 25th, 2015. I briefly met Alo, although I was a little too drunk to remember him. I wouldn't have been able to pick him out of a lineup. But... If we did not meet that day, we probably would not be here right now. This is accurate. This, this is, accurate. is very accurate. Well, if you would have picked me out of a line, just like, the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what if it was a lineup of all black guys? It doesn't work that way. True. Typically, lineups, they all look alike. Not that I have any experience with this or anything, but in a lineup, you typically... Well, you, should, you shouldn't, because nobody has the hair like you. This is a fact. So, so in my lineup, you can have, you know... No Bo- A-list, Booker T. We got Booker T, Apollo Crews, <laughs> Apollo Creed, Stevie Baby Ray, Woods. Baby Wood, D-Lo Brown... D-Lo Brown, that's, that's where it'll really get jammed up yeah. picking you out. Uncle Teddy. Uncle Teddy. The list goes on. Yeah. There's no end to that list. There's no There's no. But yeah, we would not be here if it was not for that night. A lot of people hated that event, hated that rumble. It was horrible. Hated that outcome. But it was an unbelievable day. It was an unbelievable night, which still has long-lasting ramifications on all three of us to this very day. So I'm glad I met you both. It's been a fun two years getting to become closer friends with both of you. And I think the three of us, due to that night, will always hold that event higher than uh, anyone, anyone else. Anyone that wasn't in attendance. Probably. I actually watched that Rumble match back uh, earlier this week, and it was one of those things just still listening to that crowd. I'm like, man, people that were watching this from home, they must have hated that show. <laughs> but I, I, again, was I still that, think that show was, was the reaction that bad? Yeah. Yes. Because I haven't watched it back since. If you remember the Raw the night after, there was a huge snowstorm in the Northeast, yeah. and they were just at uh, Stanford, Connecticut, and they played a replay of the Rollins match, and I believe they played a replay at least of oh, the some Rumble. of the Rumble match. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever seen it back, so it's been two full years since I watched it. Yeah, because I've only watched the Rollins, Lesnar, and Cena match. Which was amazing. Yeah, and the Nikki in the Bell Twins entrance. Other than that, <laughs> I haven't watched it. <laughs> the entrance. I think I watched a little bit of the show here and there one night, and I wasn't paying attention. I think the only thing I paid attention to was uh, Bubba Ray's entrance, but I tried to focus and actually watch the whole match. Um, I think, despite crowd reaction I think in years to come if you go back and watch uh, Royal Rumble matches in its entirety just off the Rumble match I think that that match will stand the time better than most other Rumble matches the crowd does not favor that match at Mm -hmm. all and again I'll sound biased because I was there but it's one of those things they did right 
from starting it off with, you know, not too much of a heavy hitter, but as much as everyone knows, if it's a mystery, I do not like The Miz. (laughs) The Miz was the number one entrance. He was a former WWE champion. Then you got a a seasoned multiple vet. You know, this guy's been here for almost two decades with Mm R-Truth starting it out. And then third, you get a huge surprise with Bubba Ray. Just like last year, we got a huge surprise at number three with AJ Styles. I do think this match will stand the test of time. I mean, I've been watching a lot of just Royal Rumble matches the past couple weeks, and you know, it was mentioned on the show last week while I wasn't here. The Royal Rumble is one of my favorite. It is my favorite event every year. It's my birthday month. Anyone doesn't know, January is my birthday, so I, I look forward to it. So it's like a treat. I like the unpredictability of the match. I like the surprise entrances. I like the return entrances. And it's not your typical, you know, first pinfall or first submission match. It's, you know... Every, I've been saying on the show for over a year how much I like a battle royal. So I love the Royal Rumble. And I think there's been Royal Rumbles I've been looking back, just like the one we watched for uh, Throwback Madness. Mm-hmm. I remember being very excited for Triple H's return. And I'm watching this, and I was like, that's it? I don't know. For some reason, I remember that match being so much better uh, from when it originally happened in 2002. Uh, but again, rewatching 2015 Royal Rumble match, you know, me and you sitting right next to each yeah. other, screaming at the top of our lungs and uh, pounding as many beers as we possibly can. Uh, that was. And unfortunately, after I had told myself I wouldn't drink anymore, our friend dressed as Ric Flair was giving me Jack and Cokes. I was going to say you I was going to say rum and coke but I remember you were like I'm not going to drink anything and you I was like wait why don't you get a beer? Oh, I got this Jack and Coke. Like, okay, let's take a turn for the worse, but either way, either way great time. Jack and Coke. I, it felt like every 12 minutes I had a new Jack and Coke. <laughs> was not what I intended to do, having to work at 7 o'clock the next morning. First time I met good friend of the show, Greg, as well, and uh, he definitely treated to multiple drinks uh, that night and for hours past uh, the Royal Rumble event. Yeah. For me, at least. I also have to shout out good friend of the show, Joe Lafferty, who he and I had not talked very much before then. We happened to be both at a friend's house that night, uh, two months before, to watch an Eagles-Carolina Panthers Monday night game, and he mentioned... I have a ticket. It's kind of already somebody's. I think they may back out. Are you interested? I said, if anybody backs out, I'm in. So we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for good friend of the show, Joe Lafferty, either. Thank you, <laughs> thank you for all the multiple sneakers I bought off good friend of the show, Joe Lafferty, for tying me into this. So, yeah. so he's the godfather of the podcast. He, we could call him that, yes. The godfather of Matt Madness. <laughs> I like that. I'm glad you thought of it. Uh, Royal Rumble. We are in Royal Rumble season right now. A few shows, short days away. Yeah, show's coming up on Sunday. Um, did either of you find Raw to be any better this week than it has been? Yes. You agree? Yes, but it's one of those things. It's like um, you could probably sum up all the good parts in 45 minutes. Because that's probably a stretch in time. That is a stretch. Mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to be generous, but you know, t- uh, I would say there's a good match and there was t- t- two or three good segments, even if it was like a short two minute segment. Like yeah. the the phone call with Stephanie, that full segment, I enjoyed. Uh, everything with Rollins backstage, him and Sammy's match, I enjoyed. Um, I think I'll actually leave it at that. The ending of the show, I 
think we should all agree, and every listener that listens to this episode should agree, that could have been ended better. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually we'll start with the main event first and work our way down. Do either of you mind if we hold off on the Rumble match till last? No. Yes. Just because it's a very different type of main event. Just follow me. So we'll start then with the Universal title match. Uh, Kevin Owens, longest reigning Universal champion of all time, against uh, uh, Roman Reigns, I almost said Seth Rollins, wishful thinking maybe, with Chris Jericho hanging from the rafters in a shark cage. Doubling as a very sexy pinata, as no, you pointed out. No, very sexy. That was so bad. <laughs> Correct, he corrected himself again. Yeah. I'll slowly just point out real quick. Mm-hmm. I remember almost when he got booked into this match, and again, I don't hate Roman. And I was almost like, geez, man, this guy's getting another title match. But I think we should all almost be happy he's in that match because I don't think anyone wanted to see him in a fourth straight Royal Rumble match, especially after the last two years. No, you're probably right. And Seth Rollins, three years in a row, not in the Royal Rumble match. Yeah. It's been four years since he's been in a Royal Rumble. Yeah, but last year wasn't Roman's fault. They just, the horrible. They, I don't Isn't this the third year? Well, this will be the third straight year he hasn't been in it. So third straight year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Understood. Um, yeah, so i don't know i i've complained a bit about this storyline over the past i don't know seemingly it feels like six months that they've been telling this story mm-hmm. um are either of you excited for this match no eric you excited at all for this match i'm excited to see what jericho does from the shark cage that's what i'm excited for so once again chris jericho over overwhelmed over, yeah, the entire yeah. storyline <clears throat> yeah when he's not actually involved yeah, in the Exactly. <laughs> and hopeful thought, and mm-hmm. it's probably not going to be a popular opinion, but I think it goes without saying, um, being the fact that Roman Reigns already dropped his former United States Championship to Kevin Owens' best friend mm-hmm. and is no longer a U.S. champion, I think everyone predicts Roman's going to win. Roman's going to win the Universal title. Everyone's going to hate it. What I'm almost predicting, if that happens, like we all hoped he would do something good with the U.S. title, mm-hmm. I hope he at least is a strong universal champion. Uh, hopeful. I, I would like to see that. Wishful thinking. He is. Because I'm pretty much convinced this is going to be the outcome. Yeah. Now, one another complaint, this goes all the way back to WrestleMania when he was going to face Triple H. We were all wondering, like, what are you guys doing with Roman Reigns? Why you're not letting him do what makes him good. Aaron, I'll go to you first. Do you feel like this last bit we've got of Roman Reigns before the pay-per-view, do you feel like they've put him in a good position at least? Or do you think they're still just doing the same old thing with him? They're doing the same old thing. Well, he actually lost when he was supposed to lose in a handicap match against Jericho and Owens. But it's not working because essentially this has been like, it may not seem like that long, but this has been a three-year process. Mm-hmm. We were at, we just saw you wrote from 2015. Roman got destroyed. Like m- my brother, the baby face, mm-hmm. turned heel and booed mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. <laughs> was him and Rusev left, and when Roman won the match, this has been a three-year process. It's not working. So the baby face Ronald Lloyd was cheering for Rusev for the Bulgarian brute. Yes. Wow. When, when he was something, I I still remember sit, standing right next to you, Ron, and the whole crowd is chanting. We want Rusev. And I'm like, 
isn't this supposed to be America? Like, like they're filming. the 80s anymore. Like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. They so, are. Yeah, because, like, they. Of like, all people to cheer for. Because all the heels to cheer for. They booked him, like, like, like at that 2015 room, they booked him horribly. Like, you throw Daniel Bryan out in the middle of the match, even in there with Big Show and Kane. Mm-hmm. Like, are you serious? And you have The Rock come out and say, okay, now you're, now you're trying way too hard. And then they were kind of forced to throw him into that match with Fastlane, Daniel Bryan, to try to get this guy over. So, okay, fans like him because he's not a so-called indie guy, so we'll throw him in the match with Daniel Bryan to get him over and show he's actually good. He beats Daniel Bryan, it still, it still doesn't work. He faces Lesnar, the match was awesome, but people didn't want people didn't want to see it because they thought Reigns was going to win. Luckily, Seth Rollins saved that show for a lot of people. If Reigns won that match, who knows what anybody's thought of WrestleMania 31 would have been. Wouldn't have been good. Yeah, and and then they did something right later in the year, going into um going at at TLC when he jumped Triple H. Next night he wins the world title on Raw. We were all there, and the fans in Philadelphia, the same place he got booed in. In the beginning of the year, we, they all cheered him. They, they even got you deserve it chance. Mm-hmm. And then a month later at the Rumble, they messed it up by having him take a nap instead of actually screwing him because essentially he took a nap, got back in the match, and then he basically lost clean. He didn't even get screwed. He got yeah. thrown out clean. So mm-hmm. it's like, you've messed this guy up. It's been three years, and you still can't get it right. So, and then when Finn Balor got hurt, Roman was facing feuding Yusef, Rusev for the U.S. title. When when at SummerSlam time, when Finn Balor got hurt, so we don't know what Roman was supposed to do with that U.S. title anyway. Mm-hmm. So we'll never know. He yeah, we'll, ne- we'll never. Yeah, we'll never know because he did nothing with it because he was kind of forced to be back in the main event. So I don't understand why they keep going going with this thing. It's like it's not going anywhere. Roman Reigns. The only thing they did with it was make it like another thing they could list on his resume for the rest of his career. Yeah, it's, it's, that it's, it's a title he's won. Yeah, it's it's it, it's 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 not going to work. It you know, as much as I think. We- Everyone nowadays respects the uh, lineage of the the Shield, mm-hmm. and what they did, man. Talk about three terrible United States champions. Yeah, yeah. Because like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know if you want to get into Rumble ideas now or later. I have a bunch of theories that can happen the Royal Rumble that actually be cool, but they're too good for them for, for the writers to think about. Yeah. If- yeah. If it sounds good. It's not gonna happen. Exactly. That's how I. Feel. So you want to get into that later, or if you want to talk about it right now, you're more. Than okay. So this is this is how I kind of see it. I think Roman wins the title. Clearly, this is just one th- one one theory. I think Roman can win. The, Roman wins the title. Balor win. Balor wins the Rumble because they still had a thing. I know Laugh has a question, and I'm gonna talk about this a little bit later too. Balor can come in late in the Rumble and not do anything because that happened to Edge when he won in 2010. He he came in number 30. Uh, he came in, I think 30 of uh, near the end, and he won the Rumble, mm-hmm. but he didn't wrestle until WrestleMania. Yeah. He was on TV, but he didn't wrestle. So you can have Balor come in, win the Rumble, because I think Balor has to be in the main event to actually reclaim his title. That's what I think is he, he clearly he never lost a title. So I think he would be in the universal title match no matter what. So when you do that situation, you can have both your guys headlining the show for your for your title. And I think that's what Vince would want. Yeah. His two main guys Mer- the merchandise thing, the Demon King, mm-hmm. his next fa- his so-called face of Raw, going against his other guy, Rome, top guy Roman Reigns. Wow. That's just one scenario I can see shaking out. Yeah. Uh, Eck, do you feel like Roman is in any better of a spot than he's been than he was at WrestleMania time last year? Zero. <laughs> Not at Zero. all. Zero. No. Not even close. Nothing's changed. I would say less. Okay. Which. I- 
It's hard to believe that they could make it worse. Yeah. But I, he was in a good situation last year. One versus all, literally. Number one entrant, but the Rock really. They just messed him up. He never got screwed. He got no, he lost at, at WrestleMania. Like, oh. we, were, we were having the same conversation of, it was like he was just never getting to where they were trying to get him to. Yeah, but little things can just, tiny things like that mess you up. Like, if Roman actually got screwed, do you think he would have got, he would still get it, get booed? Because remember, he got cheered when he won the title. And then he, he, didn't get screwed at the yeah, Rumble. He got cheered here of all places. Exactly. And then you go to the Rumble, he lo- he basically takes a nap of all things <laughs> when you could just did that and threw him over the top rope. And got sympathy for the guy. Who's most likely to take a nap during the Royal Rumble this year? Good question. We can get back to it. Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> I have nobody does you that. You think he'll take a nap or you think he'll make you take a nap? It has Both. to be. But you know what? I think the Rumble is where he strides. <clears throat> Rewatching, and I've said this. No, in 2015, he was great. I was going to say, I've said this in early episodes that Bray hasn't looked strong since the 2015 Royal Rumble match. And rewatching that, and I remember, I, I'm starting to come around to him a little more now, but I remember watching that, and I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to win this tonight. He's going to win. <laughs> and I wasn't looking forward to it, but, you know, he did look great that match. One of my standout memories from that show was the, his reaction to being in the ring with Rowan and Harper and, like, realizing, like, are you guys about to gang up on me? And, like, he just kind of was, like, laughing. And I was like, this guy is so great. <laughs> and, yeah, he was never really put in a good position since then. A uh, couple highlights for me from this story. Uh, Jericho asking if uh, Roman thinks he's Nostradamus. <laughs> like, you're going to give me another prediction, you stupid idiot. Uh, Jericho's face when Roman was like, so you give me a rematch? He was like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing when he said he's going to be hanging from the ceiling like a, a salami. <laughs> Salamico. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was great. Chris Salamico. That made me laugh. Owen's on commentary. Yeah. Destroying um, Byron. Awesome. Saying Jericho's a, a beautiful human being. <laughs> the, the, the high five from Jericho to Owen from the, from the ring. Already in 2017, the Byron-Kevin feud is the best revisited feud. Yeah. But like, uh, oh, so Byron. Uh, what did he say? That's why you weren't good enough to be a wrestler, so you're commentating. You can't even do that right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ultimately, they try to lock Roman in the cage. Only Kevin Owens gets locked in the cage. Jericho's hanging from it, trying to save his best friend. He takes a Superman punch and a spear, while Kevin Owens is just screaming bloody murder in the cage. <laughs> like, watch out, Chris. I don't know. I'm not uh, really looking forward to it. I'm kind of just looking forward to this story being over. Yeah. Is what I'm looking forward to. You think Owens has acro... What is it? Acne, acro, arachnophobia. He's got at least two of those three. <laughs> I, you guys both predicted Roman. I'm also going to predict Roman. to get a clean sweep. I think that... I can't imagine that that won't happen. Um, so, yeah, Roman. I, I think it's going to happen again. So that took how long? For him to get back the universal title, seven months. Well, a world title, seven months. Okay. He lost it in June. He's never been universal champion. No, he hasn't. But to be the top dog on Raw, it's taken seven, seven months. months to get back. Even though he's been in the main event of everything. Yes. Every week, anyway. Uh, women. Bailey against Charlotte. We just had a few interviews, a couple interviews with Corey Graves. Um. I thought Bailey's was good. I thought. Played her character to a T. I still get goosebumps, like from where I am. Uh, 
I'm not ashamed of being a fan. My fandom is what got me here. You know, the crowd being behind me makes me feel like I can do anything. And then you have Charlotte being the exact opposite. Like, one of her earliest memories is Flair winning the 92 Rumble. The Flair's win, win at the Royal Rumble, and Bailey and her father just watch Royal Rumbles. <laughs> that was a great line. Um, and I loved her kind of throwing it in everyone's face about how, yeah, I am privileged. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. Like, um, I'm the crown jewel, basically, of the women's division. Like, I am the queen of pay-per-view, and she's just a fan. Um, do you think this was a good way? Uh, Eric, I'll let you take this one first. Do you think this is a good way for them to go into their match? Yeah, I think they've been, they've been actually doing this pretty well. Um, it, it's one of those things, uh, I, I know a lot of people are probably complaining that there's not enough matches going on, or at least on Raw, but they can only do the same match so many times. This is where I think squash matches are actually coming into favor, and it's especially helping the women's division. At least you're having them in the ring for the build-up against someone different and keeping everyone looking strong. Yeah, it keeps you from having... Like, somebody lose. Exactly. Every other week. Exactly. Uh, another good thing I think about this feud, I mean, I like how, you know, Bailey's just loving who she is. And at the end of the day, everyone knows Charlotte, this wasn't her full-time life goal. She didn't want to follow in her dad's footsteps. She wanted to do other sports. She wanted to follow other dreams. And she made it there, and, you know, she got right in because of who her dad was, and she became really good. Some people would argue because who her dad is. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, she's owning up to being that, you know, um, privileged, spoiled girl, and she's owning it, and she's being the perfect heel. And meanwhile, Bailey is being the perfect babyface. So they're playing this feud outright. Mm -hmm. Her saying, uh, you know, at the end of this match, Bailey's dad will be crying. Other great line, Alo. Would you have liked to see them have some type of a some type of actual confrontation, or were you good with them doing? They, they seem to have. This is not the first time they've done this with the women. No, they did it with Sasha and Charlotte mm -hmm. in the lead up to Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell yeah. right? mm -hmm. That one I thought it definitely made sense because a Hell in a Cell is like a super violent match. Yeah, and they needed that because because I, I, I was saying that they needed they needed a contract signing and they probably is like a sit down interview, S something like that. That's why I, I remember talking about that in the Hell in a Cell. Did preview. you think that was good enough in this in this case? Well, there's but so much you can do because Raw only has four women. And if you do, if you have have a match, if you haven't have a match, who are they going to face? So, but I did really like this this promo. I like both of them. I like Charlotte's more, but I I really like Bailey's. I thought Bailey's was really good because she talked about how much the WWE fans actually meant to her and why she loves wrestling. It means something to us because we we because Bailey is a super fan and she the passion she had for WWE. It's what we kind of have for it. It's like mm -hmm. wrestling is kind of like our escape. When everything is going wrong, you always just turn on wrestling. And I like how she talked about how Charlotte looked like she was born in the rain because she's so good and she's basically genetically superior. And how and the fire Bailey showed at the end of the promo saying how she's going to beat Charlotte. Now Charlotte, I really like because they took they kind of took a note out of a note out of SmackDown's book by touching on real life stuff. Yeah. Charlotte acknowledging that she's privileged because that's the thing that everybody says about Charlotte that really pisses me off. Okay, you're privileged. Everybody's privileged. Everybody, when when people get jobs, you're not always getting hired because you're the best candidate. You might have somebody on the inside or something close, something close like that. She's privileged, so she's acknowledging. She, I'm, she's, I'm, she said, I'm privileged, but she had a line that says, but nobody's complaining. And that's mm -hmm. the thing. Everybody bash her all the time. Oh, she's only getting a push because she's Flair's daughter. Flair's close to Vince, blah, 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 blah. But it's not the, it's the point. Okay, she's, get, she's privileged, but nobody's complaining because she's excellent. She's arguably the second best thing on Raw other than Jericho and Owens. 
she's probably a, she's arguably the top woman in the in the company right now. She's great in the ring. She does great promo. She knows her character. She plays it to a T. So I don't understand why people always bash Charlotte, but I like the fact that she hit on real life situations. It's the only thing to hate on. Yeah, so the only thing you have to hate on Charlotte. She exceeds in everything. It's not it's not like it's not like she was Shane or something like that and and got became the world champion or something like that. Became, became the world champion and did nothing. Was bad at everything. She's not. She she excels in everything. She she actually put the WWE women's women's division in NXT on the map, not the main roster. NXT. Mm-hmm. She helped women's wrestling in WWE on the mainstream get on the level that it is today. So Charlotte is a big component proponent of that proponent of women's wrestling now. And I like the fact they touch on that, and nobody's complaining. I really like that aspect of her promo. Not only is she excellent, but over the 54 weeks we've been doing this show, we've seen her improve so much. Exactly. She could have been like, I'm so physically gifted, I'm such a great athlete, I'm a flair, I'm good enough exactly the way I am. But she didn't do that. She kept getting better. Month after month, she just got better and better. Now, like you said, she's excellent. Yeah, and she came in as that baby face. Everybody knew she was Ric Flair's daughter, and the fans weren't having it. And she had to grow. Like, they put her with Rick, and she got to a level where she didn't need Rick anymore. And we were saying for the longest time, she doesn't need Rick. And she got she got rid of Rick. Cut, she, cut, she cut him off, cut that great promo to get rid of Rick. And then... After she did it again, she grew so much. The fact that she doesn't have to have Rick in her corner at all. So now, now she's one of the best talkers on the mic. She was nominated for the Talking All This Madness Award. Yeah. Because <laughs> so the inaugural, the, the inaugural <laughs> Talking All This Madness Award, the prestigious award. <laughs> so she got, she was nominated for that, and she's done a great job. So the fact that she's nobody's complaining that that's a hit on truth because you should not have to complain about how great Charlotte really is. Right. At two fly, who wins, Bailey or the Queen of Pay Per Views, Charlotte? Well, I was actually just going to almost ask, like, you know, do you guys think it's too soon for a TN? Um, I'm going to go with the safe route and say Charlotte wins. I think there isn't enough. As much as they're doing this right, I think this is something that could just carry on for a couple mm-hmm. more months. Maybe it will be another one-on-one match with them come WrestleMania time. I don't think there's enough of an emotional attachment that they're adding to the feud. Whether I'm not saying personally invested for me. Yeah. Uh, I think Bailey is someone that deserves to end the the reign and the undefeated streak. I just don't think right now is the time. Ayla? So I'm gonna go with Charlotte. I'm gonna go with Charlotte too. To the safe route. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Charlotte, not necessarily to be safe, but I think I mentioned this. It was either Hell in a Cell or whatever what was the last pay per view? Sasha and Charlotte had a match at. Roadblock. Okay. Might have been going into Roadblock, where I had the feeling of, you know, however many years ago, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, WWE realized, like, oh, wait a minute, we just backed into having this Undertaker undefeated streak at WrestleMania that we can make a big deal about every year. I think that kind of happened with Charlotte, where they realized, like, oh, wait a minute, she's won, like, 12 pay-per-views in a row. Yeah. We thought we'd never have something like this again, but now we do. So I don't think they're ready to close the book on it yet. How many has it been now that she's won? 15. 15, plus. I think. Okay. I don't think they're ready to to turn that page yet. It might happen at Mania. might even happen after that. So I don't think they're, they have any desire to... I'm sure Mania will be when it happens if it doesn't happen before. You that. think so? They, they're going to want it to be something big. It's going to have to make sense. and I, They're not going to be able to 
I don't think they're going to be able to book a big enough story for a B-level pay-per-view post-mania. Yeah, so I'm going to just go with Charlotte as well. So that's our second. Seems safe to me. Yeah, I think it does. (laughs) It may be safe, but that that wasn't really my reasoning. Uh (laughs) Sasha and Nia. Nia, I keep wanting to call her Nia Banks, but I'm putting her in the same (laughs) sense with Sasha. Sasha Banks and Nia Jax relegated to the pre-show. I'm a little bit pissed because now they're making me, they're forcing me to watch the pre-show. <laughs> and I've had a very steadfast, you know, boycott of the pre-show going since, I don't know, at least the last four or five pre-shows. So you're not looking forward to watching six hours of the Royal Rumble? Believe it or not. No, I'm no. not trying to get, I, I barely have gotten over my SummerSlam hangover. I don't know if I'm ready for a Royal Rumble hangover. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I, I think I can get down with a Royal Rumble a hangover because I promise Monday... I will have a hangover. Well, here's here's the reason why this may not be quite as bad. We won't be there. Well, we won't <laughs> we won't have the the commute that probably took what five six hours, on top of the event being so long, surrounded by people who made at least me miserable, <laughs> and then I in turn made you miserable. Um, we'll be watching it with people that we actually like. Uh, we'll be in a house. There will be refreshments. It's almost it actually probably could almost be kind of like a Super Bowl party where some people who are casual fans can just kind of come and go as they please. Uh, so we're not kind of like hammered down to it like we would be. But I am I am annoyed about this. Um, I think they've done a pretty good job of doing this with the fact that Nia Jax was just squash match, squash match, squash match, disappeared. I feel like they've put her into something pretty good. I feel like they've done. Probably not the best they could with it, but I think they've done a pretty good job. Like I said, I last week I loved that they're actually still like playing up Sasha's injury. Like I, I liked it. It's not something that has faded away. Like it's going to be, it's going to play a part in this match on Sunday. Um, Alo, uh, your thoughts on on Nia and Sasha on the pre-show. Well, I like the fact that Nia taking out Sasha's legs was a constant thing throughout mm-hmm. throughout the feud. I don't know why they're on the pre-show. You have a four-hour show. I don't know why they're on the pre-show and the six-man, ta- six-woman tag gets on it. If this the main sh- show. No if, offense to them. Yeah. They're excellent as well, but you come on. Like, really, you can... Ma- throw if this four-hour show, I don't know why it's not a 40-man Royal Rumble. <laughs> don't do that again. Don't do that again. That was so bad. Don't do that again. I but, don't think I watched it live. Good. <laughs> you don't want to see Diesel? <laughs> I did. I've seen that clip. <laughs> yeah, but I think they did a good job with the, with this feud. It's Nia still being dom- Nia being the dominant force that she is. So she's not like most girls, taking out Sasha's like the entire time, and Sasha co- actually coming down, faking the injury, beating her with the beating her with her um crutch. Her, her crutch. I thought that thought that was a nice touch to it. I also think it's kind of hard to kind of do this match. Just, this is an NXT because in NXT Nia will lose. On the main roster, I'm not too sure because I'm not sure how I'm not, I'm not sure how Vince will book this, but I think I'm gonna go with Nia Jax to win this match because it makes more sense and it won't take anything away from Sasha mm-hmm. because she's so-called kayfabe hurt. Yeah. Eck. Well, before I give my opinion on mm-hmm. who I think will win, um, and maybe I'm just too, maybe everything's just too predictable. What's worse, how obvious it was that Sasha was gonna hit Nia with the crutch, or? How bad Nia sold it. <laughs> I would just say the obviousness of it. Really? Okay. Only only because 
that's part of who they want Naya's character to be now is that she's like impervious to pain and is that what you mean like the fact that I she think she got it? she got hit and it, it like was a solid pause then it was like oh let me limp Okay. That Maybe I, I was being too that, crucial while I was watching it because I was like, oh, I know what's about to happen. I know what's about to happen. Um, I'm going to go with the, the different route. I think I see Sasha winning because she's a former champ. She just lost a belt. I hope they're not just going to bury her right now, and I, I could see her winning. I don't know where I'm at on this. Um, I will – Give them a little credit for having Nia Jax do the bonsai drop. <laughs> oh, didn't see. Has she ever done that before? I don't remember. That's my, it. I don't remember. <laughs> so a little little nod to Yokozuna, member of her family. I was just gonna say that's fam. Who was absolutely not Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think Rick, uh, Rikishi's wasn't he the Sultan as well? What, what was that mm, hair supposed to be? I don't know. A sultan would be something like Middle Eastern or, or Indian, maybe. They they all embrace some different heritage. Oh, yeah. I just remember seeing the Usos on one of those WWE, like maybe like a countdown show. I'm like, they got him being Japanese. <laughs> like <they're... laughs> but it, uh, I'm, as much as I would like to see Sasha win, I do think that, I just, I don't think they're ready to have Nia take a loss yet. Uh, although, to throw a monkey wrench into that, I could see it being. She like, already took a loss to Bailey. Yeah, I could see it being like a fluky win. Oh, she did beat Bailey. She did. I could see it being a fluke, like a fluke win, like a, a roll up of all things. She did lose um, to Bailey. It's a big roll up. She did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rolling, rolling. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Nia just because I think that they, they want to put her over in this match. Um, tag team division, another pre-show. Another match. pre-show. Now that's something to complain about. Two refs. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Uh, Gallows and Anderson challenging. Cesaro Would you like it if Nick Patrick and uh, Nick Patrick and uh, Earl Hebner were the refs for it? You don't need a ref, then. Yeah, I I don't know if Ayla would even watch the paper. I wouldn't watch it. I <laughs> wouldn't watch the pre-show. I wouldn't watch no. it. I don't know. I don't know what to think about this whole story. It it was pretty good as of last week. I think it's getting to a point, though, where I, don't, I just I don't want to see Cesaro and Sheamus lose these things yet. But so, I don't want to see Gallows and Anderson continue to be completely wasted because they have something to offer. I don't think they've been allowed to. And I still don't think they've recovered from the old day. No. Now, honestly, I don't know if they ever will. Who will recover from that? <laughs> uh Eric, I think you were happy with the uh, the Raw tag team picture a couple weeks ago. Are you still feeling that way now? With the tag team picture with them with the belts? Uh, you just said oh. you liked Raw's tag team division better at that moment than you said for, it was the first time in a while. What? You were more hyped about the Raw tag teams than you were about the SmackDown. Just because it was a little different. Um, I mean, there's obviously not a plethora of teams. Um, I forget who said it last week. I believe it probably was Alo. Where saying both the, both rosters need teams, Raw needs teams bad, dramatically bad. I hate to cut you off, but you just made me think of something that I actually would like both of your opinions on. Obviously, I believe all three of us. I believe Joey would agree, and almost anybody we talk to would agree. SmackDown has become the superior show of the two. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Other than that, that we're getting a really enjoyable show out of SmackDown. 
Do you think the brand split has been more of a negative or a positive? Positive, more opportunity. Yeah, more po- <clears throat> positive. See, there, there's part of me that feels like it's negative because there's nowhere really to go because there's not enough people on each show. No, I, like there's I, nobody I went, in the women's division. You just said there's not enough tag well, Anybody in Raw's women's division is hurt. See, I, it's so funny because the SmackDown rosters, I don't want to say it's flooded, but I think it's perfect. Um, I think they have enough tag teams. There's tag teams that are underutilized. There is more than enough women division. We saw or in SmackDown this week, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. three different storylines. Three storylines. Three and a half. <laughs> yes. Three and I a half. Can't wait. All right. So SmackDown's got a lot going on in every division. Where Raw, there's no mid card. They're struggling to have three tag teams. There's people floating around doing nothing. There's not enough women to have a match on Raw. Hey, <laughs> it's a joke. I mean, so Raw's three hours. Technically, but if you took the commercials out, it's two hours. They there's they overdo it with commercials. There's as many matches on Raw in three hours that you'll get on SmackDown in two hours. Compete at yes. any week. That's that's the one thing I look at every week. I've been trying to count. We got this many matches tonight and next week. Uh, the following night, I'll look at. It, I'm like, <laughs> how in one hour less? But no, nope, they're very time efficient. And, and to go back to it, and I'll. Be biased. I've been the one person trying not to completely write off uh, Anderson and Gallows. I see them winning at the Rumble. And I you, hope they you don't. said this for a while, actually. Yeah, I mean, I, I I actually popped for them for winning the belt or you know, for winning a couple weeks ago on Raw. They should have won. They should have been new tag champs. And I think you know at least that adds a little bit to the reign versus Aro and Sheamus. But I think at this point, Anderson and Gallows they, they should win it. Alo, your prediction. Um, I want to speak on the whole oh, brand yeah, split yeah. thing, too. With Raw, when they split the rosters, Paige, they didn't know the severity of Paige's injury, so that's one woman. Summer Rae's hurts. So that's or how bad woman. she probably doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she didn't fail a mini drug test yet. So and Summer Rae's still hurt, so we don't know what the... And then they got she the, was experiencing Latino heat at the time. <laughs> yeah. Viva the Rio. But um, <laughs> then Summer Rae's hurt, so we don't, we don't know what the... Landscape of women's division like basically they only ha- basically they only have four women. So Zara and Sheamus, your two perennial mid carders that should your perennial mid carders on Raw are a tag team now. So you can't even build around them because you put them in the tag team division. So that's a problem they have. And then you, you throw Sami Zayn in with Braun Strowman every week. So and you put Tyler on Reigns and Reigns is nothing. Rusev's a joke. He's with Ginger Mahal. So mm-hmm. it's, it's all over the place. SmackDown, they do it perfectly because it's not always about the superstars, it's about the storytelling. SmackDown storytelling is perfect. That, that's the difference between Raw and SmackDown because SmackDown actually uses their talent properly. Like Eric said, four women storylines. Four in a two-hour show. With commercials, hour and a half. That, that, that's ridiculous. And it's not even like that's out of the ordinary. They're doing that every single week and have been doing it for months. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's a constant. And Raw, it just drags for so long, which makes no sense. And then Raw got more superstars than SmackDown, so they shouldn't even have this problem. That, and that's where, where the shame of it is. Is like I said, SmackDown has been so consistently good and consistently so much better. It's a shame that the, the quote-unquote flagship show... Is dragging the whole product down. Like it, it's probably making me enjoy SmackDown less. 
how much of a chore it is to watch three hours of Raw. Yeah. Because Smack, like, I look forward to SmackDown every week. I'm, I'm so excited. Watch, then when Raw comes, I'm like, oh, I got to watch Raw. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as the tag team match, I'm going to go with Cesaro and, Cesaro and Sheamus because they – had the best of best of twenty five series, and I think it's too, too early to take the take the belts off him because you you did all this work. You're gonna take the belts off him for belts off him in a month. As much yeah. as work they put into him, I'm just going off this to argue. <laughs> They're not a real tag team in the sense of they don't have the time that Anderson and Gallows has. They could make a mistake if they lost the belts. Or on Sunday, if they lost them, their first title defense in a rematch to the New Day, if they lose them when they originally did lose them to Anderson and Gallows, it would make sense. They're not a real tag team. So you see them actually telling a story here. Uh, you know, I, I hope we don't go back to <laughs> That's another too much work. Theory, but. That's too much work. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to go with uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. Because I, I just keep going, and you know what? I'm I think I'm falling into the the trap of I'm looking into logic that they usually never apply to these <laughs> things. But Foley made the point of like you guys could revolutionize the tag team division. Yeah, and they've actually been like being a team. Like they actually get along now, and they're actually using tactics, tactics like the way they won the tag titles. That was teamwork. Yeah, and they're actually a team now. And Gals Anderson, as per Carl Anderson, we were great in Japan. Yeah. Yeah, and I think their legacy stays in Japan for the time being. And I could see Sheamus and Cesaro retaining. The New Day was actually backstage with Mikado. Yes! That was Vince's idea. That was Vince's idea. I couldn't wait to get that. was Vince's idea. Vince, come here. Oh, Sasha. How's it? Who's, who's this? Is it your brother? Your nephew? No, Vince, it's my husband. Your husband? Oh no! <laughs> You're married. You're married. No, we we gotta fix that. How, how tall is this guy? <laughs> you don't think Mikazi's tall enough for Vince's taste? No. What about your taste? No, no. I'm not gonna hate on Mikazi. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. Not gonna hate on him on the air. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. I have no reason to. Mikazi's goat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tip my cap to to Mikazi. He makes beautiful ring gear. Yeah. Then he got himself, you know. He he outkicked his coverage on his wife. <laughs> um, the new day interrupted by Enzo and Cass. In turn, interrupted by Rusev and Lana with Ginger Mahal. Titus comes out again. Oh. Best part of this segment for me was Big E saying, Hold up, sucker. <laughs> no, my favorite part was, <laughs> Might as well call me Henson Rusev. And they, come, and they knew they say, But you ugly. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm wrong. My favorite part of this was Titus saying, We have an eight man tag. You know, you guys against us and uh, Xavier saying well first of all <laughs> there are five of us and one of you is Lana <laughs> just so stupid but like just the idea that Titus has no idea what he's doing was so funny to me um, I fast forward to this match I'm not going to lie I'm pretty sure uh, who came out Strowman right? yeah. Strowman came out he pinned someone he pinned Enzo I believe there you go <laughs> Not, uh, not, not too predictable. Yeah, this really didn't build up to anything. 
just like, hey, we're all in the Royal Rumble. That really kind of was it. It should have been a battle royal. Yeah. Uh, Cruiserweights. Maybe it would have been quicker. <laughs> Anybody else have anything you want to say about all that? Nothing. Heck, no, yeah. Nothing. Okay. I feel like we already said too much about it. Yeah. Um, Neville versus Rich Swan. I think this is going to be a good match. I feel like they've done a good job building this story. This is really good. The Cruiserweights are... This is probably the best thing to come out of that division yet. Yeah, and I love for you personally, Eric, that you were never like a huge Neville guy. I can relate now. And you have, like, he's kind of growing on you because they're actually doing something you find interesting with him. Because he's like me now. He's got a beard. He's a heel. <laughs> he's got a beard like you, though. I know you like that. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I wish my hair would be as long as his, but I don't got, I don't got time for that. No? My hair's still better. You have the time it's to just invest a, in it? And just too, not, not as patient. <laughs> uh, hey, you have the second best hair right behind the miss. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Prince Albert has better hair than the Miz. <laughs> Uh, we don't need to talk about yours and the Mrs. Harry. Um, I apologize for bringing it up. Oh, no harm. <laughs> no harm done here. Rich Swan beats Noam Dar with Alicia Fox. Uh, Swan gets the win, calls out Neville. Neville, perfect heel, comes down and backs right out. And I like you got a lot of aggressiveness from Rich Swan. Yeah, he went through the invisible wall. Mm-hmm. Which we just complained about that. Yeah. The guys don't do. He hits the suicide dive. He attacks him. I like because Rich Swan is kind of he's not like Apollo Cruz. I'm not going to say that, but he is like a happy-go-lucky character, and it's nice to see him be pissed off and like he's ready to just have a fight now. Not I'm gonna I'm gonna come out and dance, and me and T.J. Perkins are gonna dance battle back and forth during the matches like he wants to to knock this dude out. I like what they've done with it. I like where they actually have both characters. And I'm really looking forward to this match. Yeah, I am too. Hope it doesn't disappoint. Um, do you agree that they've done a good job with both characters? Yeah, they did a great character development with Neville. I thought that, I thought that was great. And Rich, him attacking Rich Juan constantly. And Neville held bent on being the king of the cruiserweights. He's cut a promos every week too. Yeah. So that's that's been great. I, I don't catch too much 205 Live, but I do catch the clips. Neville's, Neville's been on here constantly. Mm-hmm. And he's been cutting promos even on Raw constantly too. So my pick is Neville to win this match. Because as I always say, when you turn heel on somebody, you get to turn heel for a reason. Yeah. And you're coming for the title. So I think Neville should win this match. Mm-hmm. At two fly? Neville's going Neville's gonna to prevail. No I doubt agree. about it, in my opinion. I agree completely. I feel like there was no reason to do this if Neville doesn't win. Um, and also, I think this is the best character development that they've done in the Cruiserweight division, aside yeah. from yeah. Brian Kendrick. Uh, I, but I think this is way better than what they've done with Brian Kendrick. Well, Brian Kendrick I give credit because he had a character in the Cruiserweight class. Yeah. He was the only one. Yeah, and I'm not saying they didn't do something mm-hmm. with him or it wasn't good. I just think this is just so much better. Because when, when people came back, they probably... You didn't think when his music came on, he was a heel. Right. Brian Kendrick was a heel in the Cruiserweight Classic. He was a heel first night on on Raw when the division was there. He was a heel in 205. Neville came back. It was unexpected. It was unexpected he would beat the snot out of Mm -hmm. them the way he did. They've just done so well with it. Yeah. I mean, you make a good point there that... Brian Kendrick had an established character. Neville, they actually changed the character and gave him one. Yeah. 
for like the first time. Because he needed it. Because there was a stat going around that Neville wasn't on a main call or a pay per view since Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Of 2015. Wow. Really? Yeah, he's he was on pre shows. No, I take that back. SummerSlam. Jeez, that's still a long time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other cruiserweight stuff. Anybody want to get into? We want to talk about Alicia Fox. You, you, there's a t- there's a t- no, no, no. He was in the Rumble match last year. Was he? Yep. Well, a, well singles. Well, a ma- main match by himself. They're so picky. Yeah, they are picky. <laughs> but I gotta say something about Alicia Fox. Uh huh. Enough t- is enough. No. It's time for a change. Yes, that too. And <laughs> there's a time where. Savvy veterans just got to hang up the boots, mm-hmm. and it's time for Lisa Fox to get the hell out of the cruiserweight division. It's it's out of the division. Okay. It's too much. Yes, it's, it's too much. Yeah. She's overshadowing everything, and it's not even. If it was good, I could give it a pass, but it's not. No. The only thing I enjoy about it is hearing uh, Dar say her name, <laughs> because as I've said before, the Scottish accent. I'm a big fan. But you hate the Atlanta Southern accent. I can't. Stand of Todd Crisley. No. I can't stop. <laughs> That's about as bad as it gets for me. That that is nails on the chalkboard to me. That that accent. Um, yeah, Foxy interrupts Cedric's interview. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Mustafa Ali is awesome, by the way. Yeah, he is. He is great. Um, I hope to see more of him as the uh, the weeks go by, because that guy is great. Um, Sami Zayn trying to figure out how do I announce myself. That was so Rumble. dumb. You were in the Rumble last year. That made no sense. Do the same thing you did last year. Or do the same thing everyone else has done. Exactly. I'm in the the Royal Rumble. Exactly. That's all you seem to have to do is just say it, and you're in. But Stephanie doesn't want him in there. He has to have a match with Seth Rollins for Seth Rollins' spot. Unfortunately, I assume we all probably knew how this was going to go down, that... I didn't think that. No, I, 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 I was wondering how they gonna get out of this. Yeah, I was thinking maybe they would do something where they would double clothesline each other, pin each other, or Strowman interfere or something like mm-hmm. that. I had no idea where this was gonna go. I, yeah, I thought for sure. And I thought the way it went, we would have got a little more clarification with it that night. But there I go expecting something <laughs> out of Monday Night Raw. Yeah. In the words of Joe Laugh, why do I still watch this crap? Can I say one of the things that annoyed me the most was. Okay, they go to commercial. Oh, good. then they go to commercial again. Then they well, no, then they come back, and instead of saying "Let's show you what happened during the break," they say "Let's show you what happened before the break." We saw it. It was before the break. Why did you have to show it to us again? Like that's the part we saw. Show us what happened during the break. Oh, we're just going to show you again the last thing you saw before we went to break. That was stupid to me. Um, I liked Seth's use of a short arm sling blade. It wasn't. Wasn't like the uh, off the ropes or anything. He actually was like a short arm clothesline into a sling blade. Uh, good match between these two, as you you would assume. Um, Triple H's music hits to distract Seth. I, I, I was the, the guy loss. in the crowd that marked out. I'm sure you were. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you were marking out at home. That was the first thing I thought of. Did you stand up when the music hit? Yeah, because I was falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, I did. Because I was dozing off. Because you know, you know, typical Raw, you know, uh, you, you dozing off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> of course, we didn't see Triple H, but he played his part in the match, cost Seth the, the match. Seth running around angry backstage looking for Triple H. Can't find him. What does what does Seth do before you answer that? I think my favorite part of this was Seth saying he has taken he took away a year of my life, like that. 
if nothing else, that like raises the stakes of what Seth needs to do with Triple H. I know we've talked before about Triple H kind of he maybe holds too prominent of a position at this point. Like his matches are more important than the title matches and, and all that, but this actually this actually is important to Seth's character to get past it, get beyond it. What does Seth do? Is he in the Roy- is he on the Royal Rumble pay per view at all? I, you start because I got a lot to say about this. I I could see this going in a bunch of different ways. I could see him jumping someone during their entrance, like a lot of people do, and stealing their spot. I could see him maybe opening the show and calling Triple H out. Uh, maybe they go the typical, you know, try to really get this baby face over. Maybe mm-hmm. he gets arrested. Stephanie calls out security. Get him out of here. Maybe he tries to, you know, take over the show. Um, hopefully that's not too good of an idea. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. But I think obviously whether he has any part in a match during the Rumble... I think come next Monday, they really need to start running with the storyline. It can't be so far-fetching in between. I know we got another pay-per-view before Mania, but they really need to start moving forward with this Triple H feud. Uh, I agree. All right, well, they actually did a good job explaining this, because I like, I like Rollins' question. Why don't face the same thing we were partners last week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did like that. I did like that, because that needed to be explained. And it was, was like the voice of the fans at that point. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was like, okay. And then... I even like Stephanie's response. Even though she hates both of them, her response was, "I response was she fully said that she wanted everybody to get the feel of the Rumble, friend versus friend, foe mm-hmm. versus foe. Even though she really hates them." Yeah, it justified it. Yeah, so so that was a good response. That was a good response. Even though she just te- technically just hates him and wants to get one of the guys out the Rumble match. I thought that was great. I thought the match was really good. They played the face versus face mm-hmm. dynamic well. Nobody was in control of the match too long. Nobody was in control control too too soon. I did like that. They said Triple H music pops. I was like, oh my god! But I was like, okay, he's not coming out. I think Rollins sold it perfectly, just mm-hmm. looking around because he he's, he was waiting at the entrance. That he started looking around, I was like, wait, Triple H wouldn't come out from the from the entrance. He'll come he'll come and attack you from behind. Mm-hmm. And when Rollins lost the match, I thought he sold it perfectly because he was just like, because even throughout the match they were they were playing the story of how he missed the Rumble last year, how he missed WrestleMania last year. They were playing that story the entire match. And then when he lost, when he lost the match, he was just like, oh, my God, I just lost again. So he, backstage, he also said that she took a, he said he took a year away, away from my career. Now the question I have for you guys, does he get in? Because there's been times where people, this story has happened when guys don't aren't in the Rumble, but on the night of, they somehow, someway get in. I know I know. in 2003, Brock had to face the Big Show in the first match of the night to get into the Royal Rumble match. I'm not sure if they'll do that again, but if Seth gets in, I kind of think he may win because that that kind of story is like kind of super baby-faced thing to do because they mm-hmm. talked about so much about his dream and how he missed WrestleMania in the Royal, Royal Rumble match last year. So I think if Seth gets in, it's a, it's a high chance that he can win, but if he does win, does does he take his title shot at Fastlane or or WrestleMania? Because there's been times where I know John Cena in 2009, I believe in eight or nine, he took his his title shot. So listen, he took his title shot at No Way Out instead of WrestleMania, but he was in a triple threat match, Triple yeah. H and Randy Orton at, at, at WrestleMania that year. So it's kind of interesting because they telling that story how he missed Rumble and Mania. And if he does, and he does get in this match, it, I don't see him losing because he would do too much and too much to actually get in just to lose. Yeah, I, I would like to see him get in only because I'll be really annoyed if he doesn't. He deserves to be in it. I don't see any reason. 
goes back to I think it's a point I made for two weeks that he's not in a prominent enough role. Now he's not even going to be in the in the Royal Rumble match. Like it, it doesn't make any sense to me for them to do that. So I'm going to say he will find a way to be in it. I believe we have eight slots open, so he could find his way into one of those eight spots. Eric, same. I, I think there's got. Well, I think at the end of the day he's got to get into the match. I think it could be even if it's something where not even one of the open spots, one of the 22 people that's already you know their name, I can mm-hmm. see him just knocking someone out and taking just taking a spot. Yeah, that kind of how Eric Rowan took uh, Curtis Axel's spot yeah. in 2015. <laughs> yeah, or or maybe they or maybe they have make have something on the pre-show like, hey, we're gonna if you. We throw you guys in this ring who aren't in a Royal Rumble match. If you win this match, you're getting a Royal Rumble. Something like that. Maybe they make they could a pre-show do something like matter. that. Put like 10, 15 jobbers. Here's a pre-show battle royal, and Seth slides into that mm-hmm. match. And wins. well, they have two hours on the pre-show, right? And yeah. They have two matches booked for it. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of time. Exactly. For something like that. So stupid. Yeah, it is. Um, so, I guess we'll get into this. And normally, I probably I might not even talk about it except for. I feel like I've been very much in the minority <laughs> with my dislike of Goldberg since he came back. I feel like everybody's got Goldberg nostalgia, and I'm like the only one standing here alone. I thought you were his biggest fan. Um, I feel like he validated everything <laughs> I made about him on Monday night. I, actually, I got a concussion Monday night. Can you show the man some sympathy? No. I can't. I found it amazing that he was still blown up without the jacket. Without the jacket, yeah. I, He's blown up from his concussion. <laughs> Stop it! Stop wait, it! Wait, he couldn't come Wait, wait, home. give me one more try. I'll get this. He's blaming the fans. You guys got me. You guys got me too fired up with that stupid voice. <laughs> <laughs> the dumb faces, the sticking his tongue out and spitting like, on the ground. I think he's out there impersonating Vince like you two do every week. I think he is atrocious. Now, <laughs> now, some of it, here's what, some of it's on WWE. What this guy was good at, even though it wasn't good to me, he was good at putting on a 90-second match where he did, he, his entrance was three minutes long with security and blowing the smoke out of his nose and his mouth. They don't even give the boy security and, no more. He would do his two moves, and then he'd have a, a quick, devastating win. That was what he was. That was what he was good at. I need the key for that. No. Um, now they got him out there cutting promos every time. He was never good at that. So I don't. It, part of this is on WWE for putting him in a position where he should not be. Just so bad. But it was awful. <laughs> and thank God Heyman came out to interrupt it. <laughs> I know he interrupted Heyman two weeks ago. I'm yeah. glad Heyman returned the favor. He puts over the Rumble match. He puts over Lesnar. Uh, I love that Lesnar actually came out, circled the ring, gets in the ring, and then the bell chimes. The Undertaker's up. His home is SmackDown, but he's on Raw again. I go where I want to go. <laughs> he didn't do the gargling noise. <sighs> yeah. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting is that Lesnar is supposed to be a heel. But he's wearing the Cleveland Cavaliers themed. That was a nice. That was a nice touch. Put the Cavs C on it. That was a nice touch. It was, but it's like if you're the heel, why are you doing an homage to the home team? WWE's marketing. I guess so. Um, yeah. Am, am I wrong that Goldberg is atrocious? This is so bad. <laughs> How? This is so bad. I can't. I almost just. I'm not even looking forward to WrestleMania. I'm looking forward to being over and him just not being a part of WWE. Anymore. Well, you know he's the. Betting favorite to win the match. 
Even Jr. says he has a feel. He has a feeling that if Goldberg are let, Goldberg is gonna win and win the universe title, that better not happen. <laughs> I I don't even I don't even know what to say about the idea that that could. Um, it could happen or it couldn't happen. True, <laughs> you're right. And this is Jr. It's not like Jr. is on the inside anymore, knowing what's happening. I went past him because he's the one who broke this news about Goldberg coming back. I'm going to be... <laughs> Remember how angry I was um, when the Bailey chant started the night after WrestleMania? Uh-huh. When she wasn't there? Uh-huh. And you remember how mad I was at the crowd at SummerSlam? <laughs> that will be nothing compared to how angry I'll be <laughs> if Goldberg wins the Royal Rumble and wins the Universal Championship. I... You might have to find someone else to <laughs> I don't know if it will even be safe for me to be on the air if that happens. And with that, I'm ready to move on to SmackDown. Because I, I don't know what else to say about Raw. They did do better, though. Yeah. Um, so we'll just start right off. I know you've been dying for this. Yes! The uh, the Carmella... The Carmelsworth shopping spree. Yes! Was it what you hoped it would be? Yes! <laughs> Can so I say good. what probably my favorite thing about it was? Can I guess? Yes. He was in his ring gear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that they just show his T-shirt, and then she says, okay, well, we'll start with getting you some pants. <laughs> and he, yeah, he's wearing his, his trunks. I thought that was hysterical. Um, she said he was going to get BG'd up from the feet up. I don't know. I, I thought that was great. The fact that he for the first thing he wanted to do was find his their, their finest pajama bottoms. <laughs> He's like, I got this. <laughs> I'm in a store this nice. It's my last court date. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> did you enjoy the segment, Eric? Oh, so good. I did. Uh, my favorite was probably his Godfather impression. Yeah. <laughs> I was, but, uh, no, Trey, yeah, no so trip. good. <laughs> I was a little disappointed uh, since... Carmella, Liv Morgan, mm-hmm. Enzo and Cass are all sponsored by Champ Sports. I figured she'd at least took him to Champs, but either way. Yeah, did not take him there. I did like him wearing the turtleneck that was over yes. his chin. It was a good touch, too. But his outfit in the end was very much something Carmella would make. He still looked horrible. Yeah. Well, yeah, he looked like shit. <laughs> was there anything they could have done with him? I thought he was going to put him in a suit. He still would have looked horrible. <laughs> That gold was just bad with the bleach hair. I know the bleach was under there. I oh, think my God. She should have went something so more good. simplistic. Or she should have took him to champs. Maybe. Oh, my God. But you got some laughs out of it, Nick? I, the Godfather impression. <laughs> that, that's that's gonna that's the best. I rewatched and rewind to it that so piece good. like three times. <laughs> so you're not Sami Zayn. Oh, it was so, <laughs> oh, that was funny, it too. Was with so the plaid. He was like, what? Oh, he looks pretty cool. Oh, my God. So good. That was good. So too. even though we had to wait a week. Got your money's worth out of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching again when we leave. It's so good. <laughs> well, I love that you're going to rewatch. It. I, I I watched it so many times. It was so good. <laughs> By the way, Carmella looking good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was. Uh, big fan of Carmella. I and I, I'm kind of glad that they found something for her to do. You know, and, and that it's entertaining because as adds to her character. This is kind of this. You hope going to build towards something. Clearly, she's using him for some reason. Yeah, I can't wait to find out what. Because it's not like he's in a position of any kind of power or anything like that. Unless she's just using him to interfere in her matches on her behalf. Like, she'll be his Maurice, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Like she, he, he, he hasn't even had a match. 
No, but if if he is her Maurice. Oh, he's her Maurice. Okay. Yeah, he like he interfered in her match two or three weeks ago. I think that may be the role that he's going to play. Um, the biggest match for SmackDown obviously is the WWE Championship. Uh, AJ Styles against John Cena. AJ calls Cena out. Cena really does, I think, bring out the best in AJ Styles. I think because one. That story is so good. The idea that they first introduced of, like, Cena was the man in WWE for 10 years, 12 years, whatever it was. AJ was the man outside of WWE for the same amount of time. And it was like, would would AJ have been as successful as Cena if he was in that spot? Would Cena have been able to do what AJ did if, if the situation was reversed? And then AJ ultimately gets to prove, like, I, I said I was better than you. I always was. And I just proved that I am. Um, I like how mad he was. He's at the back of the poster. He sh- as he should be. As uh-huh. he should be. Um, the the real world championship, as he pointed out, which I like that. Yeah, as well. that's like the living embodiment of how much they don't respect their own title. <laughs> that your world champion is, you know, eight rows in the back. Um, like he really hit the nail on the head with that. Cena comes I, out. I liked how Orn talk. Uh, I think it was talking smack, smack later on. Shane said, Stephanie designed the poster. <laughs> Great. But what are you going to do about it? Um, not really worried about the poster. <laughs> I like that Cena gets out there, and again, AJ cuts him off immediately. <laughs> like, we don't need to hear another rah-rah speech from you. It, was that this guy from Atlanta thing actually on the Today Show, or was that something they did just I don't know. on SmackDown? I wouldn't be shocked if it was a real it thing. It seemed like it couldn't have been real to me. I don't know. I, it, oh, I, yeah, I, don't I know. wouldn't be shocked. But... There's a, Where would they bring that segment up from if it didn't really happen? Well, there's a question I want to ask the two of you about this, but I'll let you both talk. Say whatever you want to say first. Uh, Eric, what are, what are your what are your takeaways from this build to this match? You know what? I'm going to really go throwback on this and to where, you know, after John Cena's U.S. title reign, all of us started liking and appreciating him more. Um... I'm really getting to the point where, at the end of the day, this is typically... And, you know, John did a good performance on his promo, uh, promo last night. He did a good job of doing the typical... And what? When you lose to me, what are you going to say? I buried you? And it's like, that's what everyone says. When they lose their feud to John, and if they disappear, if they get let go, or if they tumble down the card, mm-hmm. it's John buried me. We started the show, we called John the Shovel. Mm-hmm. So it got to the point where I was just like, oh, this is that guy five, six years ago when I started rewatching this again that I couldn't stand. And it's almost to the point where if you would ask me two weeks ago, I want John to win because I think John's going to be facing Undertaker at Mania, and I, I wouldn't mind it being for the title. And I could see it makes sense. John wins. AJ gets his rematch in the Elimination Chamber. AJ's furious that he's getting a rematch in the Elimination Chamber. Mm-hmm. But actually, after this promo, I'm almost like, now I'm pissed if AJ loses. Like, I'm pissed. At the same time, I'm sure Vince is looking Did at Did you it. by any chance read my notes before we started the show? Because you're saying exactly what I have read. I said that last week, too, because they don't no, basically I get... <laughs> I said last week, too, because if AJ loses the title and Cena defends against Taker, they're, doing, they're giving him the CM Punk. Yeah. Which uh, I listen to you say that, and I, I agree. But it, at the same time, I look at it like it makes sense because, as we all know, AJ's not Vince's guy, 
And if you're not Vince's guy, if Vince didn't make you and create you, you're not going to go over forever. However, at the same time, if AJ goes over, it's really like he is better than John. John could beat him at the Elimination Chamber, or they could have a match at WrestleMania, and John could beat him then. John could go on and beat him at every B-level show throughout the summer until SummerSlam and beat him again. It doesn't matter. In my opinion, he's already beat John three times, and if you beat him a fourth time when Cena's only pinned mm. him in a six-man tag, you know, in my opinion, AJ would always be looked at as better. You should, at least it should be that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really confused to see which way they go with this. Originally, they were advertising that we were going to get a best out of three or three stages of hell for the, you know, on, on the road to WrestleMania, yeah. and we figured it would be between those two. But now, with the title being delivered, uh, defended in the Elimination Chamber, I could almost see AJ losing the title then going into it. So I don't know. I hope, my gut, I'm hoping um, AJ retains, but I, I can't call this match. And, you know, Triple H is saying on social media, and he's saying in interviews, this is one of the most unpredictable Royal Rumbles of all Mm -hmm. time. And it's definitely a star-studded Royal Rumble match. It definitely has a lot of unpredictability to it, and it's definitely the longest Royal Rumble. Yeah. Agreed. Alo? I love this promo because... From AJ or Cena, or both? Both. More Cena, right? No, AJ. Mm -hmm. Because AJ's face is like, you know what, I'm not going to bring it up. Come on out here, John. And mm-hmm. Lisa just leave, didn't even let him talk. And then he cut to the Today Show, and they called him the guy from Atlanta. I thought that was great because we had a question last week from Tyrell to Roblox Miles mm-hmm. saying how WWE doesn't create any stars. And when we, when we got that question, we discussed how what shirt you'll get a pop for. You'll get a pop out of Austin shirt, NWS shirt, or a DX shirt. So this was kind of hinting, this was kind of re- related to this promo because. Essentially, it's like nobody knows who AJ Styles is because WWE doesn't make him make them know who AJ Styles is. They everybody knows who John Cena is. So AJ, even AJ saying, "What do I have to do to earn your respect?" I thought that was great because this is all we'll be saying. WWE doesn't create new stars. So I, I, I thought this promo was was perfect because they always throw John Cena in the limelight. You know, and uh, I just thought this was great. Cena, his promo was great, is great as well. I, the way I see Cena, I think AJ. Leaves with the title. I, if he doesn't win, he he loses by disqualification. But I think he leaves with the title, and Cena wins it inside the elimination chamber. And then another scenario, I have, another scenario I have for the Rumble. AJ gets disqualified here. Cena wins at the Cena wins the elimination chamber, and you don't have to have Undertaker at the elimination chamber pay per view. Mm-hmm. And then AJ can get a rematch on SmackDown. And you can end that story right there and move forward to Cena and Taker. So my feeling is. I thought the promo was good. Like I said, these two are gold together. The story is so good. I think the two of them in the ring together, addressing each other is great. In the ring together, I think they're really good as well. Um, But to Eric's point, watching it, I was like, his accent was extra heavy. Like, oh, what, what, son, you mad about a poster? Like, that accent he does is so annoying to me. But thugonomics. Yeah, exactly. That like I was like, this Hold is me. a flashback. Hold me. Yeah, this is a flashback to why I hated him, like why I couldn't stand him all those years. That stupid accent. Um, you do like Thugonomics, Cena? No. Oh, we'll get to that next month for No Way Out uh, Four. No. Um, and just the whole his whole promo was just burying AJ. 
Like, you're nothing. you nobody. Like, you're just the next guy I'm going to beat. You're not even you're you're not even the guy from Atlanta. You're I, I can't stand how like guy. John should be fighting this segment like he has something to prove. Oh, like I'm so magnificent. I I only lost you three times, but I'm so magnificent. Those, those don't matter. He did have a line that I did love. He, he says, "People, you people hate me because I wasn't built for the Indies, but mm-hmm. I'm built for the WWE." Mm-hmm. I did like that line. Yeah, it, it was good. Um, it was good, but I don't think that was that great. Like, I just, I, I, I get the point of it. And, and it's funny, I think Aaron may have said this last week where, or maybe I just read this somewhere. So someone was looking into this, like, obviously AJ Styles gets cheered every week. This really almost is like John is the heel in it. And, I mean, it's one of those things where if you're a fan of the indies, you know, AJ's the living embodiment of, you know, you want to do something cool. It took you all this time, all of these years. You got here, and in one less than one year, you're the champion. In one year of your anniversary, you're going into a match against the guy, and you're the champion defending against him. And he's just putting you down, putting you down, putting you down, saying you're not big enough. I'm too big. I can't go anywhere else. I wouldn't. They would never handle me anywhere mm-hmm. else. I feel like this thing was played up for Cena to lose. He's completely overlooking AJ. That was the whole story. You're nobody. I think beat me three times. This dude beat me three times, but I still look at you like you're beneath me. Um, And again, to Eric's point, it's coming across like AJ is almost the babyface in this scenario. Like, you've overcome this guy and you're still being looked down on. So, what I wanted to ask you is there, do you think there's. Any chance at all that Cena is going to turn heel at some point in the next couple months? No. No chance? No. Eric, could you see it happening? I would love it. It would be the perfect birthday gift if it happened. Can, at the can, you, can you see it happening? The gift of Cena? Any chance? I'm sure by the time that match gets there, I would have consumed enough beer to believe anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Something about it. It. It just felt different from what we've seen from Cena for a while, and I don't know if it's just uh, AJ telling him we don't we don't need to hear another rah rah speech, so he gave him something different. Something about it felt different to me. And I'm not going to go so far on the limb to predict it, but when he was walking up the ramp and walking out of there, and AJ was just standing there speechless, I felt like this, something about this feels funny to me. So neither one of you think that it's going to happen. No. No, I, I I think 50-50 chance. I'm just I'm not gonna put my eggs in a basket and mm-hmm. pray for it to happen because, you know, I was hoping that would have happened in 2012 after Brock destroyed him. Mm-hmm. I was hoping that would have happened at some point with his Punk feud. I was hoping it would have happened with The Rock. There's just countless times where he should have turned heel and he hasn't. So, do I? I could see it happening. I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm sorry, I would be surprised. <laughs> and I wouldn't be displeased. Yeah. Uh, Eric, who wins? I love it. I can't call it. <laughs> you have to pick one. If I have to, I think John would win. Uh, I, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, I said, um, I said AJ's going to leave with the title. I'm leaning more to him getting DQ'd. He leaves with the title, but I do believe that AJ leaves with the title. But he doesn't drop it. Yeah, I I'm projecting an AJ victory. 
Now, just to go to it, mm-hmm. and I didn't want it to be a spoiler, and, you know, I read somewhere on a dirt sheet, I just read the headline, I was like, you know, I'm not even going to click on it, it's too early, they were saying rumor of uh, a double heel turn or a double face turn at, um, at Mania, so almost to your point, John turning, could you see it where, obviously AJ goes out there and he gets fully cheered every single week, is there a, could you see it ending by the end of the match, AJ's getting cheered, John, John's getting booed, and it is supposed to be that way. So the dirt sheets watched this promo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was before the promo. Oh, was it? Yeah, I saw it. Like, and I don't know if it was about them. It just said at the at Mania. Oh, WrestleMania. Yeah, right. I, I read this over like a week ago. It was like at WrestleMania, you know, potential uh, double turn. Oh, there was the headline, Big Plans for WrestleMania 33. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't click it, just saw it. And obviously, it's something that could, it could happen at Rumble. Hmm. Could you see that happening? I, I could see it happening. Again, I'm not predicting it because I think the John Cena heel turn has been predicted for Way too multiple years. Uh, so I can't see going out on a limit predicting it. Like I said, I just had a weird feeling at the end of that thing. Like, that didn't seem... The same as what I usually expect from these two. Um, Ambrose retains the Intercontinental title against The Miz. I really enjoyed that opening segment on SmackDown with The Miz, Maurice, and Daniel Bryan. Um, Miz saying, you know, all these superstars are getting paid off the money I'm making. You probably planted that, you know, the money I make probably planted that apple tree (laughs) in your yard. Um, so he ends up having a match where the ring is surrounded by all those superstars whose paychecks he made possible in the Lumberjack match. Um, so the Miz lost his rematch for the Intercontinental title. I don't know if there's too much we need to really talk to talk about with this. Good match. Good match. It was a good match. Great match. An enjoyable match. I like how everybody came in at the end. I thought Baron mm-hmm. Corbin was going to hit end of days on Ambrose and cost Ambrose a title that way. So did I. That's what I thought, but um, Ambrose threw him out. Yeah, it was, it was like a good precursor to the Rumble. Like, all these guys in there at once. Corbin, I almost thought they were going to... I always forget, like, is a Lumberjack technically no DQ? Yeah. Because I thought there was going to be, like, a disqualification. I was about to yell. I was like, if you called for this damn bell. Because he was like, he's about to ring the bell. Yeah. I was like, there's no disqualification. So why are you ringing, why are you ringing the bell? Right. Um, yeah, it was a really good match. Enjoyable segment to close the show. Now my boy's one-and-one in one uh, lumberjack <laughs> matches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, sets up, the, sets up a little bit for the Rumble. Um, the women, we have a match on the main card. Six-woman tag. Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, and Naomi against Alexa Bliss, uh, Mickey James, and Natalia. This whole story kind of built up through the night. Of course, we got, what, the third week or fourth week in a row of Nikki and Natty going at it. This week's segment was outside by the, the, the production trucks. Um, we found out why Mickey James was working with Alexa Bliss. Loved it. Because she resents the women's revolution and them making it out that what she did in her time Loved was it. not significant. And Alexa Bliss from the beginning was always against the women's revolution. She was never a part of it. I loved it too. I thought it was a great way to. We, we, I think we even said this. Like, how do you explain? I may have said this. How do you explain yeah, her it. being on, in cahoots with Alexa Bliss, and they actually had a story for it? Yeah, I wish they got. I wish Mickey touched on a little bit more about the women's revolution because 
the women's revolution in NXT was basically all about the four horsewomen. Yeah. You know, it's the second tier women. Lex Luthor yeah. part of that second tier. I wish she got into a little bit more of that, but I loved it. When she said about the revolution started before the four horsewomen, I loved mm-hmm. it. Because I was like, this is true. Because we're going to have these, these arguments until the end of time, essentially. Right. Because the women back then, they didn't get the time that the women get now. Mm-hmm. Um, Naomi comes out for her match with Natty. Natty gets attacked by Nikki backstage. Naomi basically calls out the women's locker room. Alexa calls out and basically says, I'm not accepting a challenge from a nobody. Um, then we end up with this six-woman tag match. I did love when Alexa says, say hi to obscurity for me. Yeah, that I did like good. that. And the, even the attack with Mickey leading her into the crowd, Alexa mm-hmm. coming come and attack um, Becky Lynch. I thought that was great, too. I forgot about that. That was a, a great, and JBL really put that over. Yeah, she's chasing her to the barricade, and then boom, Alexa's right there. Yeah, that was great. That was a, a good segment. Um, so this one's on the on the main show as opposed to Sasha Banks and Nia Jax. Well, the good thing about this, mm-hmm. there's three feuds going on in this match. Yeah, you have a story for for all three. The least of which I guess would be Nat or Naomi. Um, but she's potentially could yeah, she's be, gonna be she's going to be the one probably running up for Alexa. the title next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think is good. Now, did, did anyone else notice that Naomi didn't jump over the ropes on her entrance? I didn't notice. I did. I was like, huh, she just went through the ropes. I don't know if I've ever seen her do that. I didn't notice. <laughs> um, Eric, who wins? The babyface women or the heel women? Heel women. Alo? Heels. Agreed. I can't see uh, Mickey James not winning this match on her return. Mickey James, my god, gorilla. <laughs> yeah. Law. I was like, Law. <laughs> um, tag division. Well, we had Harper and Orton had their match against each other. What tag division? There is no tag division. You're right, but but there is a tag division. They're just not showing them. American um, Hoofa. Yeah, the tag teams haven't been on in what two weeks? Yes. Um, Orton. I like that they all came to the ring together. For yeah. This match. We have saved the time. Yeah. I kind of <laughs> I didn't like it initially. But then I was like, you know, it's saving for time. So yeah, they're the family. That the whole thing was about the family having to to settle this issue. So I liked that they came down together. Orton wins with the RKO, um, and then Wyatt turns on Harper. So now what? Now it's revved up a bit. <laughs> this is interesting. I th- I think what's going to happen is so now <coughs> Harper Harper screw ups. See, a lot of this has been done behind the scenes. Because, like, Orton, if they show Orton talking to Bray Wyatt about this and all of Harper's screw-ups, that would have fit the story better, but they didn't do that. So, essentially, Harper is basically the the weak link. Because he he did cause the Wyatt matches the last three weeks in a row. He super kicked um, Bray Wyatt. He's the reason they lost the belt. Last week, he's the reason they lost the tag titles. So, he's basically looked at that weak link. And since Orton beat him, he's really seems like the weak link. And now he's supposed allegedly kicked out of the family. So if they show Orton doing little things with Bray Wyatt to try to get out of heart to get try to get Harper out the family and plant in Wyatt's head that like, hey maybe we can't trust him. That would be perfect. And JBL and and moral commentary, they did a great job saying how, how Luke Harper was a part of the Wyatt family since day one. Yeah. And day one and Orton hasn't he hasn't trust Orton from the beginning. But they just like I said, they fell into this by accident. If they show Orton Plotting against Luke Harper, it'll be a little bit different. Yeah. Um, now, Eck, do you do you think there's any? Do you think that this means that officially he turned on Bray Wyatt or on Luke Harper? 
Bray said last week, you know, sometimes, you know, families have to fight, brothers have to fight. You know, one man will be standing, one man won't be, but will be stronger than ever afterwards. Do you think Bray was going to do this to whoever lost, and then it would be like, okay, we've settled this, and now we're moving on? What do you think? I don't want to put my... finger on it one way or another. I mean, you know, the co- commentary makes you think either way. They could say it's just tough love. At the end of the day, you could go into the Rumble match. I mean, I really think the Rumble match is going to be a good point of it. If Orton's ever going to turn, it would be funny to almost see Orton and Bray gang up on Luke, eliminate Luke, and then Orton finally turns on Bray. Yeah. But it's one of those things. There's so many different ways to call it. This could be the time where maybe Eric Rowan's been ready to return and Dennis... You know, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper versus Bray and Orin. There's a couple different ways they could spin it. I think it'll be interesting to watch. It actually has me interested in a Y family storyline, which <laughs> I don't think I've ever been. That was the first time for everything. Well, for 40 minutes during the 2015 Rumble, you were interested. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was pissed that he was doing so good. Oh, you were? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were, like, impressed by it. Well, I I think it was his strongest display. But if you recall that first day we met, I was not. Yeah, you didn't like. Well, you didn't like him because of the comparisons to Mick Foley. Still, (laughs) hurts my soul. (laughs) Nobody says that anymore. If it's any consolation, I haven't heard that in a while. I haven't either. Because they realize even Mick Foley got more wins than him. Mm -hmm. Dolph beat Kalisto. Got attacked by Cruz. Allen Iverson. Yeah, Allen Iverson. (laughs) Uh, Man, the answer, Dolph Ziggler. Um, do we think this ends up being a pre-show match, Dolphin Cruz? I would, I would believe so. They gotta fill up two, a two-hour pre-show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a ten-man battle royal. It was kind of a sorry battle royal. It was over in three and a half minutes. Won by Mojo. Cool. I, I couldn't have cared less. Um, so I guess we could talk about the Rumble match a little bit. Um, I'll give them credit where credit is due. Triple H has come out and said this is an unpredictable unpredictable Royal Rumble. I haven't looked at betting odds at all. I have no idea what they're saying. Goldberg's the favorite. But when people ask me who's going to win, I have no clue. Yeah, my, my answer changes every time. Uh, oh, Eric, we know. We Eric, heard that. Uh, Eric. No I, said, I, no, I gave two answers. I just gave different scenarios. <laughs> two answers? I, I think there waiting, was five. I was waiting for this to get called <laughs> out. Um, Eric, I mean, do you feel the same way? Like it's Yeah, that's the thing I love about it. I mean, um... I believe I stated this a couple weeks ago. If it's going to be... I, I won't disrespect Brock this way. If mm-hmm. Taker Goldberg's going to win, they got to come in 28-30. to 30. I've always been annoyed. Not, And it makes sense. It should have probably happened more times than the four times it's happened that someone that came in at 29-31. to 31. It makes sense when you come in late and you win. But when you got these borderline senior citizens coming in the match at the end and they smack around a couple guys and they win like a fluke and they're going to look gas before they're the final four it rubs me the wrong way mm-hmm. um, I think they should all come in and look strong I think Goldberg and Brock should eliminate each other um, what I could see and it, it makes sense, and it is a popular dirt sheet. Aaron's gonna ch- chime in on it. I could see, <laughs> I could see Goldberg winning, and he going on to WrestleMania to face the Universal Champion. Mm-hmm. 
the thing that would probably irk Brock's soul at that point is how is he going to get his rematch so he'll become the Universal Champion beforehand. But then what's that going to mean? Brock's going to go and beat Roman Reigns again? We'll finally see Brock and Owens. If Owens were to retain, I could see that happening. And that would look good. Brock versus Owens at least is something we haven't seen Brock do. Right. Um, I don't want to see Undertaker win it at all. I, I don't want to sound like the a negative Undertaker guy every single week. I don't want to see Braun Strowman win it either. I would like to see him look strong. He looked awesome last year after I just rewatched the match last night. I could see him looking strong. I could see him being one of the final two. I Again, with Elimination Chamber being a SmackDown event, I see it being someone from Raw winning. I'm just not sure. It's, it's hard to call, which I love. I would love to see Seth win. Yeah, me too. Halo? He's going to snap. <laughs> like Ken Shamrock. <laughs> I'm more charisma. <laughs> you do have more charisma than Shamrock. No two ways about that. Yeah. They've done a great job, as I've, as I've said. And you can go... I laid out scenarios last week and just in throughout this episode. They, there's, there's arguments to be made for everyone. In the Royal Rumble match, because Mojo set- Rally might even win this. Mm-hmm. He just won a Battle Royal. Yeah. yeah, he's got some momentum. <laughs> well, I'll, I'm gonna get to last question right now. So, last question of the night is with the st- with the stare down and the betting odds, the three the three old guys appear appear to be favorites. However, I saw something on Twitter that asked about Sami Zayn. Again, the Universal and World Titles are not as important as Cena, Taker, Triple H, Lesnar, and Goldberg. I can really see. The second tier of superstars, Miz, Strowman, and Zayn having a good shot. I see Roman as a champion and AJ losing a title at the Elimination Chamber. I oh, and he said I uh-huh. saw I said all of this with a blood with a blood flowing red face. By God, with a crimson mask. <laughs> um, I will say this: I would take any one of those second tier superstars <laughs> winning the Royal Rumble and winning the Universal Championship. I have no. Desire I will not co-sign that. that. I would love if Sami Zayn wins. Um, I still believe him versus Nakamura is the best match of last year. Um, this show was rigged when you guys did not give it. To it wasn't. How, how was it rigged? Uh, Timeout. It was a two-way time tie for second out. and third place. <laughs> As I was saying, for rudely interrupted, Russian hacking into our voting. <laughs> I like Zayn more and more every every week. I think it would be huge, and it would be... What, what I would love, and just looking back at previous Rumbles, it should be a match of surprise. And if you go back, maybe some of the early, early 90s, like maybe when Yokozuna won in, what, 93, maybe that was a surprise, which obviously is a big guy. should have mm-hmm. been that much of a surprise, but it typically isn't a surprise who right. wins. Uh, we all knew Triple H was going to win last year. It was the paint. Was Not only did we know he was going to win, we knew he was coming in at number thirty. You <laughs> guys didn't pick him. One of you guys didn't pick him. I picked him. Who didn't pick him? I, one of you two. I thought we all picked him. I I know you. I think it was Eric who didn't pick him. It definitely was not me. I don't remember. I know one. Well, one we, of you guys we'll have to go back and listen. I, I just look at it this way. We'll do a throwback magazine. <laughs> 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 episode last year. <laughs> It'll be the most views yet. <laughs> e- either way, I would love to see a surprise, and I think Zane's the perfect one. I like I already said, I don't want Strowman to win, and as Derek knows, I don't want Miz to win. <laughs> so 
So you're saying Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura got the popular vote, but Cena versus <laughs> AJ got the one, with the electoral college. One thousand percent accurate. <laughs> Cena won match of the year for 2016. This is so rigged. I didn't know Trump was working for the podcast. No, AJ Styles won the match of the year yeah. for 2016. Go back last I thought qu- you voted for it because of Cena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought you said you, the reason you picked it because Cena was the best of the year. No, the superstar of the year, AJ Styles, was the, was the <laughs> best of the year. I thought he was breaking. Going back to the last question, the only guy in the second tier I think can win is The Miz. But I, I can make an argument for him as well. Strowman, if, if I see Strowman in the main event at WrestleMania that I paid my hard-earned money for, I'm going to be pissed. What would cause more anger? Nothing, nothing tops you and Goldberg. <laughs> nothing tops uh, that. Uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> nothing tops that. If Miz wins, I'll flip. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing tops Ron and you Goldberg. You think I want to celebrate uh, my birthday with that jerk-off winner? <laughs> Perfect it, it, It'll be the worst. I'm sorry. The second worst. Uh title match in WrestleMania history. <laughs> First one being him versus John. Uh, anyway, so who you guys have in winning the Rumble match? I think we should have two. Two picks. Your, your favorite and your dark horse. Alright. My favorite... I really just don't see Goldberg. Or, I really think that story has to be Goldberg and Lesnar take each other out to set up. Yeah, that's how I have it too. rematch. Because um, I, I have maybe... I have Brock coming in, like similar to Rumble too, how we just reviewed that. How Austin cleared the ring, how Austin cleared the ring and waited for Triple H. Because Brock Lesnar is the one that wants revenge on Goldberg. So I can see Brock clearing the ring and then Goldberg coming out, like, in the maybe 20. Or Brock comes in the mid teens. 20. And, Brock, and Goldberg comes in around 20. He'll call him yeah. a stretcher if he comes in. And then, oh, and then the perfect James Ellsworth comes in after Goldberg. They both take him out. That would be good. Better well, I'm, so I'm gonna say my my favorite that I'll pick is Undertaker. Um, my underdog, and I don't know if I could consider him an underdog or if you guys will, but I'll say Strowman being a second tier guy. Uh, I could see them trying to keep building Strowman as this monster up till WrestleMania, and then try once again valiantly to have Roman Reigns be the conquering hero in the WrestleMania main event. I will say my uh, favorite to win. Realistically, being smart, I could see it being Goldberg, justified by my reasoning I've already said, and uh, Dark Horse being Rollins. Should be great. Halo? My favorite to win is The Undertaker. You both pick Taker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my, my Dark Horse is Finn Balor. Cause which also would be good. Which would, yeah. Because he doesn't, because I have a, that's a valid argument for him too. Two best v- friends pick out guys that aren't even in the match. <laughs> v- v- Vince can have both his guys. In the main event. Yeah. Well, the semi-main event. Well, everything's a main event in yeah. WrestleMania. All eight matches are main events. In one of the octo main events. Yes, one of the octo main events um, for the universe title. Yeah, I, I really give them credit, though, for making this unpredictable. I really don't think anybody's going into this knowing who's going to win. You just have who you think is going to win. But it could be one of any, you know, six to eight guys, probably. Um, do we know for sure is... Is the title shot the Universal Championship? Is the title shot whatever show you're on? Well, uh, they they haven't specified. They haven't specified. Well, no, actually, hold on, time. I about. feel like that should be specified. No, they haven't specified it. They they didn't say that you have the choice because back in, back when Brent was a thing about yeah, ten years ago, you could pick which title you wanted, title you wanted to face. But they're they specifically saying, oh, 
the raw guy I'm saying, okay, I'm going to win the universe title. Exactly. Right. I was going to say, the New Day have been addressing it as we will go on to face for the universal title. Huh. Yeah. But then if you're on SmackDown, because that wasn't that the whole thing was like, Cena would win the WWE Championship, Undertaker wins the Rumble, they're both SmackDown guys, so Taker faces it, Cena. Th- and that was what I mentioned last, I mentioned a few weeks ago. Taker says, I go where I want to go. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. I think that's the only thing that makes sense where if Undertaker wins, at least he could, he has the choice. Yeah. But I think at the same time, with Elimination Chamber, like I've said this for weeks. Well, Goldberg I, I said this for the Intercontinental Championship. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could easily see, like, after the match. That's what he said. Cause I, yeah, cause I can, in, in one of the seven times he couldn't get that promo started, he said the Intercontinental Championship, and then he stopped again. He's like, ah, you people got, really got me messed up. You got me! <laughs> no, he really doesn't know what show he's on. Cause I, cause, oh, that would make sense. He's never been Intercontinental. <laughs> It'll probably lift the title. What do you think? He'll do more for that title than The Miz You know did. what? I could get behind that. <laughs> the Miz... Kind of promo. Oh, Ambrose jobs out to Goldberg. I'll be pissed. <laughs> well, that was my point about picking Undertaker. Undertaker kept saying, "I, I go where I want to go." You think he'll go for the IC title too? No, He's I'm, never I'm, been I'm, IC I'm talking about either. the world title or Brock. Oh shit! All three of them. I'm thinking about the world. I'm thinking about the world titles. Undertaker said, "I go yeah, where I want to go." And, and after the match, and after the elimination chair match, when whoever wins, I believe Cena wins the elimination chair match. Take her, the dong goes off and Taker appears in the ring and he says he's facing Cena for the title. Hmm. So we have Taker or Strowman. Winner of the Rumble should be facing the Universal Champion to put over that belt. I won the Rumble match to go but, for this meaningless title that too. But you put but you, if you still bring belt. Finn Balor back, Finn Balor still face the Universal Champion. I'm not going to say what it should be. What I'm going to say is going into it, we should know what it is going to be. I still there think there shouldn't be any question about it. I will say this like a complete fool. <laughs> the best reaction for me would be if Big E could win. I would love that. And Xavier Woods would be happy if Kofi won because he's trying to get Kofi a world title. And that's less realistic. <laughs> yeah, it is definitely less realistic. Thickums? <laughs> <laughs> um, Thickums should win. I guess we can get into uh, NXT TakeOver predictions right now. Um, Main event, Bobby Roode facing Shinsuke Nakamura for the NXT Championship. Or as Roderick Strong called it, the NXT World Championship. (laughs) First time I've heard that one. Um, I like the contract signing. I like that they made I it. it. I no, like they made it good different. Work. This is my first time catching up on NXT. Yeah, I, I like that they made it different from what the other ones are. I like that Rude made it a point to say, "This isn't going to be like every other contract signing. No physicality. Uh, this is a big money, the biggest money making match in NXT history. Puts over Nakamura just to just shred him to pieces. That was so good. About his style, looks like he's from the Thriller video. He's got half of a haircut." He does this thing with the hand. <laughs> that was so he impersonated. What's this <laughs> he said it was stupid. Um, he did it pretty well for making fun of him. He really did. Um, Nakamura, obviously, you won't change NXT as long as I'm champion. I love that he mocked uh, Rude's glorious pose at the end and how pissed. Like, that, that's mine. That's no, me. don't you do it. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um, and their stare down at the end I thought was yeah. really good. Um so NXT, we've talked about it before. Sometimes these things are predictable because if you know somebody's going to the main roster, 
They're going to drop a title. Alo, who wins this match? I'm going Nakamura. So you think he retains yeah. and he stays the man in NXT for a little while longer? Yeah. Eck? They're doing a good job with this weekend. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go with... I want to go with Bobby Roode because he has such a following and I think... I think at least on a booking side, they're going to think it's good to put the belt on him. Um, I remember when Bobby Roode came in, everybody said he was he like he was the guy in line to be like the next champion. Um, and he has the look for it. He does. I don't know if they quite got him there though. I don't think not so not yet. That's not going Nakamura. I don't feel like they have, but we're coming up on Rumble weekend. Now, here's my thing also, mm-hmm. not to cut you off. I think when they take the belt off Nakamura, you, you know, the, a big prediction, and you know what? We, we all left him out. Mm-hmm. Another dark horse for the Rumble is obviously Samoa yeah. Joe. Um, Samoa Joe won the title for a second time. He lost it. We haven't seen him since he lost mm-hmm. it. That's a big rumor why we'll see him on Sunday. Nakamura is on his second title reign. I can't necessarily see him losing it unless he's going north mm-hmm. to New York. Yeah. From Florida. <laughs> um, that is but, north. <laughs> Nailed so, it. <laughs> so either way, I, I don't know. I can't. It's one of those things where I, I almost want to retract my statement and say I could see Nakamura retaining because at the same time, who who would be next for Bobby Roode? Or Bobby Roode could win and they could carry this out till Mania and Nakamura would have been with NXT for one full year and yeah. then post Mania he bumps up I almost, I'll go with that as my full call out I think Bobby Roode wins they, we have a two month story with Nakamura trying to get his rematch and he loses and then he goes up to the main roster I could see that um, I'm just going to predict I'm going <laughs> to predict Nakamura just because like I said I don't feel like they got Bobby Roode to the heights that they needed to. So you don't think he's that glorious, do you? No. I think the song is great. I think the character has promise. Um, and I think this will be a pretty good match. But I don't necessarily think he they've gotten him to the level he needed to get to knock off Nakamura, who's been basically hailed as like the greatest thing ever in NXT right now. Finn had that long title reign. He broke the record. And he was the face of NXT for a long time. But I feel like they're really trying to hammer home like Nakamura is something totally different. Like he's so dominant. So I'm going to say Nakamura retains. Uh, Eric, Authors of Pain against DIY for the NXT Tag Team Championships. I don't know how much of a build there's really been to this. I have not caught a lot of NXT recently. I haven't either, but I'm really looking forward to this for multiple reasons. I know the majority of the cast of this show is not a fan of the Authors of Pain. No, they're fine. Um, I like them. I think they, it's one of those things with Paul Elring. There's, uh, the, the, it's like the perfect mystique of he had the greatest, he managed the greatest tag team of all time. So you're putting him in there with two guys that are monsters, they're huge, and they got a similar name to the Legion of Doom. The Authors yeah. of Pain, similar amount of words. Um, I could see this going either way. To my knowledge, the Authors of Pain are still undefeated. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I almost want to assume they're going to win. They won't take a loss. At the same time, um, DIY, they're they're red hot, and they are probably the best thing to watch on NXT right now. I think tag division's almost hotter than the NXT title Mm -hmm. picture. This is going to be a hell of a match, and it's going to steal the show. No, I, I can't see Rude and Nakamura out doing it, but I hope they do. I, either way, I, you know, they're really going to give the the Rumble event a run yeah. for us money. So who did you predict? Uh, Anybody yet? Nope, I'm not predicting anything. I hope I, I'm, going, I'm going more with authors of pain. Or DIY. Because you think that they deserve a better run with it, or you just don't think they're ready to go with the, the I, don't, I, don't th- I don't think they're ready to drop the titles to the Authors of Pain yet. I think that DIY, like, I think this might be, this, this is probably the best match of their night, because they, they had a match on, um, if, when you weren't watching, they had a match on an NXT Live event, and I think the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team mm-hmm. Classic, which is a really, which is a really good match. Yeah. And I think that, I think that match will be elevated, elevated, and I think DIY finally gets the Authors of Pain their first loss. I, I, honestly, now after almost retracting my statement, I, Maybe there's not a clear clear finish. It's NXT. Be. There'll be a clear finish. I I, that, that's why I, I hesitated from saying that because I feel like that's almost uncommon in NXT. But I think we're going to get an Authors of Pain victory. I think they want to build them as dominant. Um, they have the look for it. Like Eck, you alluded to the whole Paul Ellering thing with Legion of Doom. Yep. I think it makes perfect sense for them to... I think the three of them are perfect for the main roster. Mm-hmm. And another thing, I think... I honestly think I was the only one who predicted DIY to beat the Revival for the Tag Team Championships. I And I said I was only predicting because I'm like, these guys deserve it. They gave you that great match in the Cruiserweight Classic. They've been giving you great tag team matches left and right. These guys really put their mark on NXT... And WWE's product over the course of 2016, I thought they deserved it. But I don't know if WWE really views them as these guys, so I think the author, Authors of Pain will ultimately be victorious in this match. Uh, women's Fatal 4-Way match for the NXT Women's Championship. Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Nikki Cross, and Asuka. I really like this match. I do too. Because, and Alo, you have said this before, between Billy Kay and Peyton Royce being a team, and between Nikki Cross being Crazy. super unconventional, a maniac, you don't know what she's going to do, you don't even know what she's capable of, this is the first time I feel like anyone has truly posed a threat to Asuka. Yeah, where and she doesn't be pinned. Yeah, she legitimately... She legitimately could lose. She doesn't have to be pinned, but you, you could see a scenario where she could conceivably get pinned in this match. Um, Nikki Cross, she's a good wrestler. The character is really good, and she's a great performer. Yeah. Like, you buy that she's nuts when you watch her. The biting the rope, uh, she's really good. Um, I'm happy with this match. I'll predict first. I usually don't do that, but uh, it's tough. I think that... Nikki Cross is going to win. Really? Mm-hmm. Who wants to go next? I'm going to let Aaron go. All right, the way I see it, I have Billy Kay or Payne Royce winning this match. Mainly Billy Kay because, you know, they favor Billy Kay more than mm-hmm. over Payne Royce because, you know, they always come up to Billy Kay's entrance. You know you know how they, how they mm-hmm. are with that stuff. Like this, with that stuff. But the way I see this ending, 
And this is the smart way to have it, have this to end. Because Billy Kay and Payne Royce... Are you going to say one of them pinning each other? Yes, <laughs> but... Like, if they fight each other during this match... I'm sure they'll have a little bit of interaction, but the way I, I think they may have like a little falling out, and then figure out what, figure out what they got to do to win this match. The way I see this match ending, I, I see Oscar having Nikki Cross in the Oscar lock, and then Nick, Billy Kay pinning Payne Roy, so the referee goes to count to three while Oscar still has the Oscar lock locked in on Nikki Cross. I mean that'd be a great finish, and they've already been on Twitter claiming themselves as we we will be a great women's champion. Exactly, exactly. And the, and the easy way out is you're saying, Oscar doesn't have to be pinned, so just pin each other, and you'll be the women's champion. And that makes Oscar look strong, because Oscar will have Nikki Cross locked up, and then Billy Kay can just pin Payne and Royce, and you're, you're the women's champion. It's as simple as that. Yeah, I'll expand a little bit on why I think Nikki Cross, and maybe it's more that I'm rooting for it, is because I want to see them, I want to see them build up Sanity. And I think that would be like a good feather to put in yeah, the Yeah, but Billy Kay and Payne I Roy- can see why you're saying that because at the same time, they almost have it perfect where Eric Young could be going for the NXT championship. And let's just say Bobby Roode wins. You could have that TNA mm-hmm. rivalry going on. You have a tag team there. You have someone that's prominent for NXT Women's Championship. So at some point, technically, that whole group could have all the gold. Yeah, they, they could be a dominant faction yeah. in NXT, which and then, I would like to see. But Billy Kane, my, my point is, because Billy Kane and Royce, they've been basically the face of the women's division mm-hmm. since probably, what, August, mm-hmm. September? Because Oscar, even though she's a champion, she, you, you hardly see her. Yeah. And Billy Kane and Royce, they've been the main focus of NXT TV. I'd be happy if that happened, because I really like those two. Yeah, at, 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 like that's the easiest way out, and that's a great heel thing to do. Just pin, the Outlaws did it. Mm-hmm. Just pin each other. <laughs> Eric? I, I'm going with what you're saying, Pash. I see... Um, Cross taking it with uh, some way going over on either Payne Royce. So you, you like the idea of Sanity being built up as a dominant faction? Yeah, I, when I was watching uh, NXT's episode from this past week, it was kind of like dawned on me. I was like, you know, they got the perfect setup to have all the gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they could conceivably do it. Um, speaking of Sanity, Eric Young facing Ty Dillinger. I hope that Ty Dillinger doesn't get the Tyler Breeze treatment once again. Oh, he will. <laughs> yeah, he the, will. But. I like the crowd that was chanting Royal Rumble number 10. Yeah. I don't like that. Because <laughs> they know it's obvious. Uh-huh. If, they, if they don't do that, then I don't know what the hell's wrong. <laughs> um, he, could, like he could get his Tyler Breeze loss and yeah. then come oh, in. Oh, he, he is. Don't worry. He, and then come in he, at number he, 10. He's losing. We know that. <laughs> I liked his promo. I liked what Sanity did, like Eric Young telling him, you know, you didn't have it last year. You don't have it this year. But um, you can. Yeah, you can. You, you you have to pick the right friends. And then I love that he said, like, basically, by the way, I'm not asking. Like, I'm telling you this is what you're going to do. And then, obviously, they get their new member who takes out Dillinger. What is it, Big Damo? Yeah, Damo. Now, Damo. like you, Pash, I haven't been watching mm-hmm. NXT religiously. I thought they already had four members. Some ha- they they, kicked, they got rid of the other guy. Was it Fulton Sawyer? They kicked him out, or was it something with his? They, he just didn't show up. One week they just—I forgot what exactly what they said—but one week he just didn't show up they, with the group, and they had—they've been carrying his jacket around the whole time. And Damo's been. In the, but did they address around. that on NXT too? I forgot exactly what they said, but they did ad- say something about they it. They did, okay. Because um, they handed him a jacket, and they're like, "No, remember?" I was like, "I thought they already had." Like, <laughs> I was like, "That ain't him." Halo, <laughs> who wins? Eric Young. Eck. I'm going to go with Eric Young. It just makes sense. I will take Eric Young as well. 
And then Roderick Strong, Andrade Cien Almas, whose star faded very quickly. It was up? Well, they they thought it was. Triple H was talking about how handsome he was. They had to take the mask off. He had the hat with the feather in it. <laughs> I think just too obvious not even to, to really even talk about Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong, because he's been in NXT since September. He's done nothing yet. He's in that new tier, guys. So Roderick Strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Can I that? All right. Now, before, do we want to do listener questions first? Or we want to get into the Royal Rumble match that well, Joe Laugh gave us. Well, let's get into the, um, the questions first. Okay. All right. First question is from Derek McCauley. Okay. Does Alo ever defend his European title? If so, how do I challenge for it? I got this. I got this, best friend. He got <laughs> Derek, I can answer that question. To challenge my best friend first... For his prestigious, coveted, <laughs> our prestigious, coveted European Championship. First, you must travel to Bangor, Maine. <laughs> Prove it. Then, you must look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself the question, do you really qualify? Because I'm sure you don't. <laughs> and even if you do, Aaron defends the title... Every Friday night and every Thursday night <laughs> in Wilmington, Delaware. If you would like to know some more information about this, call our people and we will contact your people. The yeah. premier manager doing some yeah. premier managing. Yeah, last last Friday I had a, I had a it was a it was a barn burner. <laughs> that, that 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 damn Jim and Marvin looter man. <laughs> he'll get you every time. He'll get me every time. The shot putter. Yeah, but I I pulled it out, man. <laughs> As I knew you would. Yeah. Uh, so Bangor, Maine. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that the road to the European title went through Bangor, Maine. It's serious. <laughs> it's serious, Ron. It is, just, just like the United Kingdom Championship, it's not defended in the States <laughs> exactly. often. But sometimes in Wilmington, Delaware, it goes down. Yeah. Yeah, well, Derek, thank you once again for an entertaining question. All right, the next question comes from Tyrell, the Roadblock Miles. Hey, yo. So I'm watching Raw last night, and while it did have its good moments, the Seth Sami Zayn match in the stand at the end of the show with Brock taking Goldberg, it was still lackluster overall, as I still found myself changing the channel with the, with the stuff, which was often. So it got me thinking: which of these two things hurt the business more, the deaths of Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero, or a death of WCW? Sidebar: I really wish a billionaire like Mark Cuban would get involved with TNA, Ring of Honor, or Lucha Underground, so that these guys can have somewhere else to go. They make they make just as much money and get more of an opportunity to show their talents and it push WWE to do a better job at making new stars because we all know that Vince is at his best when he has competition and his back against the wall. I would love to see that. That's something that I've been... Cl- I don't want their competition to be, okay, our Monday night show competes against our Tuesday night show because ultimately all the money goes to the same people. I would absolutely love to see them have a legitimate competitor. Uh... Ted Turner, I know, just got a shout-out from someone today on Twitter for changing the wrestling business. Like, he jumped in. He was a billionaire. He did a lot to kind of elevate wrestling. Like, he he made it a competition between WWF and WCW. So, who's to say that another billionaire who is involved in TV like Mark Cuban couldn't say, you know what, Vince, I can do what you're doing. And throw his hat in the ring and give Vince somebody to compete with. That's when Vince is at his best. 
that's when creative is at their best, when they have to create, when they have to compete. So I would love it if someone did that. No, just to make sure you're answering the question correct, you're saying the death of WCW is what hurt the business more. Yes. It's a great point, and it's a great question, Tyro. Um, I can see this going two different ways. I will start by saying I will go with your answer. The death of competition, the death of WCW is what hurt the business. Um, Within a year and a half, the product... I don't want to say it got stale, but it wasn't as bold. Um, they dumbed it down. They got comfortable, and it changed, and there, it wasn't as must-see as it once was. However, again, when Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero passed away, I wasn't watching the product religiously. Um, looking back at it now, it, I don't want to say they're wrong for changing it, but... After they do research on what made them die or, you know, the issues that pushed them to that point, they blame issues of concussions and stuff from the business. And that is a big part of why they pushed towards the PG angle and they softened it up. I don't think the I extremely think the deaths of both Benoit and Guerrero hurt the business because they softened up. Mm -hmm. I do think right now they're at a point where they have new characters that actually matter, and if they were more edgy, if they took more risk, if they took more chances, it would be a better time to be a wrestling fan. So I overall will say competition is what kills it, and if there was someone... To put over Impact Wrestling or Ring of Honor or Lucha Ground to the same extent that Ted Turner put WCW, the wrestling industry would be at a much, much better place. Mm-hmm. Well, um, <clears throat> I think it's definitely WCW, but that whole Benoit thing, that kind of changed, well, kind of revolutionized, revolutionized sports mm-hmm. because... What he actually did was the bigger story. It wasn't the fact that he passed away. What he actually did yeah. was the bigger story. So I think that kind of catapulted how all sports do concussion protocol and all these all these physical tests because you have to make sure you don't do anything close to what Chris Benoit did. So that changed, that revolutionized all sports to an extent to me. Mm-hmm. But it's clearly the death of WCW because the guys do have somewhere to go, but it's just the fact that there's not a big owner Behind it now, Luciano Ground is. I think I'm not sure if it's owned or produced by Robert Robert Rodriguez. He, I think, produced. I think he produces. And Lucia. the guy who did, does uh, like Survivor and those shows. Yeah. I can't remember. His yeah. Name. So they they have somewhat of a Mark big. Burnett. So they have somewhat of a big name behind it. Ring of Honor. That they it looks like how WCW looked back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Impact. They Impact was there. TNA was there for a little bit. They had it. They hit 2 million viewers when Russo was there. But after a while, I don't know what happened because I fell off because they, they kept changing the day. So they, so I fell off of TNA, and then it just became what it is now, a, a mess. It's, ba- it's essentially WCW. Now, they were struggling for, for, for owners. Now, they, now I, think, I believe they were bought by the Fight TV app. Mm-hmm. But TNA, they have a good – like the indies are somewhat of a good thing because there are guys in the indies that survive – it make WWE money without even or WWE money and make more money than WWE superstars just being on the indie scene. Because with Impact, you can work other promotions just as long as it's not televised. Yeah. 
But I do think is the death of WCW did have a big bigger impact on the business because and and because there's no one there's nobody there that has the money to back up any other any other any other of these companies as Vince McMahon can. Right. Uh, Tyrell, thank you for the question. What else do we got? Good, good work, Tyrell. Next question comes from Eric Reese of the Totally Over Podcast. That's another local podcast. Mm-hmm. That's also available on iTunes, iTunes Podbean. I mean, iTunes and Stitcher, I believe, and SoundCloud as well. His Thank question, you, Eric. Not my best friend. <laughs> Eric Reese. New Eric. Yeah, new Eric. <laughs> His question is: Which Seth Rollins do you prefer, Authority Seth Rollins or current Seth Rollins? Authority Seth Rollins. I agree. This is no fault of Seth Rollins himself. Yes. Um, but I've been talking about it for weeks. They're not letting him really do anything. He's not in a prominent position. I'm not going to lie. I miss the blonde streak in the hair. I miss the Weasley character. I miss you know him doing things like he's in the ring with Sting after all this time has gone by. And as soon as they get in the match, Sting knocks him down. And he says, hey, let's talk about this. Like, <laughs> I miss that Seth. He was very entertaining. I wish that they would pull the trigger on him a little bit more now. But obviously, authority Seth had the reins taken off him a lot more than than they are right now. I'm gonna be the different person and uh-huh. just say I like him right now. Um, I'm the obvious person that appreciates a heel on this cast more than anyone mm-hmm. else. Um, he was great as part of the authority. He was great as a weasel. Um, The blonde stripe was fading when he Mm -hmm. was part of the authority, Um, so it wasn't there as much except for the shield. However, right now they just can't really let him loose. And the main thing I think that's holding him back is that they're saving him for this feud with Hunter. Um, I think years from now we'll look back at him as a babyface and appreciate it. At the end, when you look how he was booked and how many losses he took as a heel with the authority, is something, again, that was slighted towards his character. So I'm going to go off potential and hope and say I like him right now more. Well, Seth, I agree with Ron. I'm going with authority, Seth Rollins, because this Seth Rollins right now is incomplete. Because we don't know what we don't we don't know what this babyface Seth Rollins is because he's done nothing. Mm-hmm. He's been in this Triple H holding pattern the entire time. He brings up Triple H one week and he brings up he'll forget about it for a month. He'll bring him up, get, bring him up again, which makes no sense. He's doing nothing. We don't even know what this is. So this, the reason I'm I'm picking authority Seth Rollins is because, is because the babyface Seth Rollins is, is an incomplete grade for me because we don't even know what it is yet. Mm-hmm. One thing that I think it also may be getting overlooked about Authority Seth is Authority Seth was the show. Yeah. He was the show for yeah. like seven months. Yeah, he was throughout <laughs> the show. You saw him all day. I made I made a point last year when we first started the show. Roman, Roman, Roman was the champ. You only see him once. You only see him in the middle of the show, and that was it. Yeah. Only, only Jericho, you see him throughout the show, but Rollins, you saw him the entire night. Yeah, he was the show. To the point where he had the, the last two matches on a pay-per-view. Exactly. At one point. <laughs> and both me, were good. Don't get me started on that feud. That was so stupid. <laughs> And the next question comes from Justin Bobby Ashley, <laughs> a sergeant at the Marine Corps. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. <laughs> when will WWE stop screwing Dolph Ziggler around? Never. Uh, yeah, Sergeant, I hate to break it to you, but I don't think it will ever happen. When he leaves, that's when it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say when he retires. When he leaves because they dropped the ball on him so many times. I'm a big Dolph Ziggler fan, Justin, and... 
watching throughout the years, they dropped the ball on him so many times, including recently. Like this heel turn, I'm intrigued what's going to happen, but they dropped the ball on him a long time ago. Yeah, I just don't have it. Now, I'm not saying that it's not possible this heel character he's playing now could take off, but I don't trust that they will allow it to go as far as it could go. Agreed. You said the same thing, best friend? 100%. <laughs> not even a debate. <laughs> All right, next question comes from Don from the Lord that Lloyd, no relation. <laughs> he says, Ron says something about Trish being the best-looking female on the roster during a period of time. I feel Victoria, Mickey James, Ivory, Tori Wilson all look better than Trish. Um, I, please let me go first. Okay. Go, go ahead. WWE goes off a slogan. Then, now, <laughs> forever. <laughs> Trish Stratus is the best-looking female in the company then, now, <laughs> forever, there's no debate. <laughs> well, Eric, I'm glad you got that out of the way. Now there's no disputing how you feel. Uh, I will just say this. I did not say that Trish was the best-looking female on the roster. And if I implied it, that was not the intention. The only point I was making was that Jazz was like the, the physical, strong, powerful... Uh, force to be reckoned with and Trish was viewed as the girl that everybody thought was so gorgeous who she didn't look like she could barely even defend herself against Jazz. So the only point I was making that there was a very big contrast between the two of them. Uh, not that Trish was the best looking female on the rod. You could make a case for anyone that Donovan the Lowdown Lloyd no relation uh, listed. Yeah, you can... It's all about your preference. Yeah, it's subjective. It's subjective. It's all about your preference. Trish is up there for me of all time. You know, mm-hmm. and you ask anybody, this will be be different. different. Yeah. Tori Wilson looks better now than she did when she was in WWE, by the way. <laughs> I don't know about that. My her, God. Her, her breasts looked bigger back then. Well, she, I think she might took her implants out because she might got, took her implants out because Trish took her implants out too. What the fuck is wrong with them? Well, they didn't need them anymore. His next question is... Not that I come around. <laughs> is the return of Emma even worth the wait? <laughs> No, at this we, point. <laughs> we don't know yet. We, what if she got implants? Would know. it be worth it if she got implants? She, she already had them. Does she? What if she mm-hmm. got bigger implants? Mm-hmm. Would she be Dana matter. Brooke? No, nah, I don't want her to look like that. No, that's nah, I don't know. I mean, she's going to be who she is. I, I don't really see this panning out to be some unbelievable thing. Yeah, I'm in, I'm really interested because I don't know if she's on. I'll be happy to see her back because they need somebody. Yeah. Because she'll, so she'll really help. Yeah, she'll help the women's division. Dr- drastically, and I'm I'm kind of interested in the kind of character she will she'll play. I don't know if she'll be just be this glamorous Bel- B- Nikki um, Bella of Raw or what. So I'm really interested to see what's going to mm-hmm. happen. His next question is: No one's sixteen guys who are already in the Rumble. Does it take some of the steam out of the twenty two? He lists sixteen. No one's sixteen guys Typical. who are real mm, who are already in the Rumble. Mm. No relation. <laughs> does it take some steam? Out, does it take some of the steam out of it for you guys, like it does for me? Uh, yes, I think that's part of the fun of the show. Is one when that countdown starts, you have no idea who's coming next. Um, like Eric said, I did see somewhere today that there are twenty-two spots already taken. So at least eight spots that we don't know. I think eight is the perfect amount of surprise. And if it was only 16, you know one more than half the amount. If it was 16, I think that's perfect. Um, 22, 
kind of wish there was a little bit more of an element of surprise, but I still think eight is perfect because whether there's Samoa Joe, you don't know if he's going to be in it. You don't know if Finn Balor's returning. You don't know if Kenny Omega is going to be in it. Nope. You don't know if Seth Rollins is going to be in it. There is four huge names right there that potentially anyone would mark out if any of those four win or make it to the final four. You don't know if they're going to be in there. There's four more spots. Gilbert might come in here to help his buddy mm-hmm. James Ellsworth. I mean, there's a lot that could happen. I, I think would, eight is I the perfect amount. I so hard for that. Gilbert came out and eliminated Lesnar and Goldberg. I think I could just go home happy at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I agree with Eric. Eight's just perfect because we we already we kind of we kind of already think we we kind of already assume we know we're gonna get Joe because he's doing nothing, and we we're assuming we're gonna tie Dillinger because if Vince knows anything, he'll just love the ten chant, mm-hmm. and we know we'll get tied Dillinger. And yeah, I'm gonna surprise that after that at least I hope, spots. I hope if the crowd boos at all the whole night, don't boo the way the match ends. Boo at number ten if Ty yes, come out. Yes. Yes. I think, I think Ron might boo. I will boo. <laughs> like, what, did, what, what didn't you get? <laughs> yeah. The, I'm pretty sure I called for that at least two months ago. Yeah. Well, no. What was it? Takeover uh, Brooklyn. When they were doing the 10 chant during, like, the 10 count, uh-huh. I said, if he's not number 10 at the Royal Rumble, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> All right. This next question comes from Sean the Mechanic Walker. Okay. <laughs> Rumor has it. He's not going by the big cat now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I handle the questions. Right. I handle the nicknames. <laughs> Rumor the nicknames are yes. of the show. Oh my God. Rumor <laughs> has it. <laughs> Flawless reporter and best friend of the show, Dave Meltzer, mm-hmm. re- reports that Michael Cole wants to transition to an off-mic role for the WWE. Thank God, in parentheses. Also, with Jerry the King Lola being assigned to a short-term contract with WWE, where are the odds we see Jerry if the rumors are true? Second question. Miss sucks. Wasn't a question. Just wanted to get your attention. <laughs> first things first, as far as Michael Cole being off mic, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll give you something. Yes. He was good in the UK tournament. Was he? Yeah, I'll give him that. Well, you know what? He I was mean, tolerable. I only watched episode one thus far. He was good. Oh, my uh, You, you think someone gave part? him a cue card for what to say? I don't part. think people were feeding him lines. No, yeah, well, that, that, that makes stuff. that job. I mean, JR has talked about that. Yeah. That makes that job so difficult to do when they're telling you everything to say. Um, that's why JR didn't want to do it anymore because his thing was I like to feel the match and call it the way I call it, not you tell me how I have to do it. Um, what was the second part about Lawler? Will he be back? Um, what, are the, what are the odds we get Jerry back if the rumors are true? I mean, Jerry's not a play-by-play guy. But he's so old, he could he could swap out for the face role. Michael Cole's supposed to be the face guy. I mean, I could see it. Hey, why don't we get so four guys on Raw, too? How yeah, about that? so who does play-by-play then? Saxton? Oh! Like, they need a play-by... I, I don't think that opens the door for Lawler. I think they need... Maybe it opens the door for Mara. Well, Lawler's working the Rumble. The Rumble match, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, he is. Because I, cause I, I know Morrow has said in interviews that Cole's grooming Morrow to be the voice of the WWE. And I know they got um, Nigel McGuinness, and I think he's being groomed to be be um, a top announcer for them, too. So, so maybe you swap him out. That, that's exactly my point. If Cole leaves, it opens the way for a new play-by-play guy, not a new color analyst. So I would, I would, not, I would say that that doesn't necessarily signal 
Jerry Lawler yeah. coming back. You'll, you'll love the accent all night long. I would. Mm-hmm. Well, it's better than Michael Cole. <laughs> Saying someone's been planted or calling everything the bank statement. <laughs> or everything a Mitch and Oku There time. you go. <laughs> Vintage passion. <Yeah. laughs> what else we got? Anything? That's it for, well, that's wait, it for do questions. Do you guys acknowledge part two of the question? Mi- Mrs. Mrs. Great. Thank you. Yeah, Mrs. Great. Mrs. Great. So, so you're disagreeing. What's the second part? Yeah, I like Sean a lot. I've only met him once. I thought he was a great guy. He was a lot of fun. I love it. He, it, was, it was half a statement, like uh-huh. Joe Laugh, except yeah. it, was, it was a short statement. Joe Laugh would be like a 16 seconds <laughs> statement. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Sean. So, Sean, I, I appreciate it. I think the Miz is great. I know Alo agrees. I know Ed Eric agrees. doesn't. Maybe somewhere deep down he agrees and he'll never admit it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's all the questions for tonight. So. Good friend of the show, Joe Laugh, requested basically, I don't even know what we call it, basically we're doing our own Royal Rumble on the show. Fantasy Rumble. Yes. He gave me 30 participants listed in order. Now, some people may be upset with people who were omitted or people who were included, but I think what he tried to do was include 30 guys based on the relevance they have of how much we talk about them on the show. Some are all-time guys. Some are current guys. Um, but I think that's why he went the way he went with these selections. So I, I know what the order is because obviously I have to read these off. You guys have no idea, so this will be like the real Royal Rumble to you. The way the thing works is five men are introduced to start the Rumble. And when five men are in the ring, one needs to be eliminated. Once a man's eliminated, the next contestant comes down. And then someone's eliminated again. So there's always five in, one eliminated. Five in, one eliminated. We will alternate between the three of us. We could do this, you know, best of three like we do, you know, the brackets and things like that. I like alternating. But I think alternating will a little bit more element of surprise. Yeah. Because we definitely will herd together on some guys, and you know who's going to be eliminated. Uh, And this could cause a winner that one of us might not be happy about. Perfect. I'm excited. (laughs) Let the numbers roll. With that being said, I will announce the first five. Nine, eight, (laughs) seven, six, one. Before you get to one. Five. I want to ask you guys a question. Four and a half. <laughs> Four. Now I feel like you're one of my parents. I'm in triple <laughs> for me. <laughs> like I'm about to go to uh, what was it Pow Pow Town? <laughs> Three. I did make a playlist with the 30 entrance theme musics. Would oh, you, you like me to play them, or would you just like me to say who they are? Completely up to you two. We'll play the music. Play the music. All right. So entrant number one. Three and a half. <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs> Number one. All right. From Greenwich, Connecticut. First entrant, Triple H. Second entrant. <laughs> Third entrance. Well, I think I have to move ahead on this one. Because this was not an actual official wrestling wrestling theme music. 
thought it was old Orton for a second. No, not yet. Oh, that's next. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair. 16 time world champion. Entrant number four. <laughs> the whole effing show, Rob Van Dam. And number five. RVD, the most underappreciated of the first four. Three TNA guys and two guys from DX. So, five men are in the ring. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, RVD, and Samoa Joe. Eck, I will go to you first. Of those five, who is eliminated? Uh, I don't care if I'm hated for this. Uh, (laughs) Samoa Joe gets eliminated. Joe is out, so that leaves us with Triple H, HPK, RVD and Ric Flair. I know Joey Laugh is happy that Ric Flair was not the first one eliminated. So that brings us to entrant number six. <laughs> it's the guy! Roman Reigns. Alo. We now have in the ring Triple H, HBK, RVD. Ric Flair, and the guy, Roman Reigns. Who goes over the top rope? Flair. Flair, wow, is out. And the guy remains. Lives to see another day. Entrant number seven. My guy. Lunatic friends, if you guys don't recognize the music, Dean Ambrose. Listeners at home. So now it ter- turns to me. We have Triple H, <laughs> HBK, Rob Van Dam, Roman Reigns, and the Lunatic Fringe, Dean Ambrose. So I've been taking a lot of heat since March for in the first round of the March Madness bracket, <laughs> picking Roman Reigns over HBK. I think I'm ready to redeem myself, <laughs> and I will eliminate, Super eliminate Roman Reigns via sweet chin music over the top rope. So, Eck, that leaves us with a Triple H, HBK, Rob Van Dam, Dean Ambrose, and number eight. Seth Rollins. You really be jamming in your car, don't you? Damn. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to regret doing this, but RVD gets eliminated. RVD, the whole effing show out. Sorry. So our four men left in the ring, Triple H, HBK, Seth Rollins, and Dean Ambrose. Two-thirds of the shield. Number, what is this? Number nine. Number 
Ramon. The bad guy, Razor Ramon. Dean Ambrose. Ambrose is out. Razor remains. Your cousin is so happy <laughs> with you right now. So, heading into me, we have Triple H, HBK, Seth Rollins, and Razor Ramon. The next entrant is at number 10. Your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. Star-studded. It is star-studded. Man, this is a tough one for me. Um, I think the shield is out. Seth goes over, Razor stays in, and Angle lives to fight for at least another entrant. Wow. Triple H, HBK, Kurt Angle, Razor Ramon, and the next entrant at number 11 is... He's about to clean house. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Triple H, HBK, Kurt Angle, Razor Ramon, and Stone Cold. Act 2 Fly, who goes over? You know, 20 seconds ago I was going to pick someone different, but right now I'm going I'm to go Razor Ramon gets eliminated. All right, the bad guy is out. Austin is in. Moving on to Mr. Wednesday Night Live, Alo Aaron Lloyd. The next entrant is... Says, mm. Finn Balor, oh. Oh. The, the Demon King. I guess I have to call him that. Unfortunately, his music takes so long to start. There you kind go. Anticlimactic. <laughs> Best friend, you thought Taz as well. I did too. Thank you. So, Alo, who stays and who goes? Triple H, HBK, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and the Demon King, Finn Balor. Triple H. Whoa! Biggest biggest (laughs) upset of the night. I don't even know what to say to that. Biggest upset since Roman beat (laughs) beat Michaels. (laughs) Yeah. All right. We have a a theme on this show with knocking our own favorite guys (laughs) out of tournaments. HBK, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and Finn Balor comes around to me. And who is next? None other than... Champion. (laughs) This is probably Ron put his hoodie up. <laughs> Just for that, I will flip my hoodie up. <laughs> All right. Finn Balor, HBK, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and now AJ Styles. Finn, I'm sorry, but ah. the phenomenal one remains. And I just couldn't eliminate any of those other guys. Eck, it turns back to you. We have. HBK, AJ Styles, Kurt Angle, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and there's another one I gotta fast forward to. (laughs) 
Rulers. That's what I wanted to do something different. The Macho Man, Randy Savage. Macho Man, Angle, Austin, Sean, and AJ. Uh huh. Oh man, I'm gonna just go for the not the the surprise. Um, everyone gangs up on Macho Man. He takes everyone's finisher, and Macho Man's eliminated. Wow, Macho Man never even gets skin in the game. All right, Alo. We still have AJ. We still have HBK. We still have Kurt Angle. We still have Stone Cold Steve Austin, the number sixteen entrant. No, no, number fifteen. I'm sorry. Is I Randy Orton, of course, with the Wyatt family. So we have Randy Orton joining AJ Styles, HBK, Kurt Angle, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin! <laughs> Austin out. Wow. Orton remains. Number two is still dangling in there. So comes back around to me. We have AJ Styles, HBK, Kurt Angle, Randy Orton, your number 16 entrant into our fantasy rumble. The million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Surprise entrant. Everybody's got a price. I don't think Randy Orton cares all that much about wrestling. He only cares about... The oh, game. really? I think the Million Dollar Man makes him an offer he can't refuse. Oh. And Ted DiBiase lives the fight for another day. So back around to Act 2 Fly, Eric Trembicki. We have AJ Styles. We have the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. We have Kurt Angle and the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. And coming up at number 17... <laughs> Before you make your pick, I just want to say to anyone listening, he legitimately just popped for that music. <laughs> Brock comes in, uh-huh, puts down his former rival, Kurt Angle, puts down Shawn Michaels, who he formerly broke his arm. Mm-hmm. Lays a light F5 on AJ Styles, and then suplexes DiBiase out of the ring. <laughs> so DiBiase's out. Brock is in. So, Alo, coming around to you, we have AJ Styles, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar, and... The Undertaker. <laughs> Angle. Kurt Angle, your Olympic hero, is out. The Undertaker is in. Comes around to me. AJ Styles, HBK, The Undertaker, and the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Coming in at number 19. His brother Kane. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, let's Do see. It. I can see it in your eyes. AJ Styles, HBK, The Undertaker, 
the Beast Incarnate Brock Lesnar, and the Ultimate Warrior, who comes in all fired up, so seen fired it. up that he I comes in it. one side and goes. <laughs> yes, I see that. And it remains AJ Styles, HBK, The Undertaker, and Brock Lesnar. Eric, your entrant at number 20 is. Man, I am so disappointed you put the worst version of this music you can find. That forcible entry. It was uh, the one that was free on Amazon Music. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we have Jericho. We have AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. We have Kurt Angle's Eliminated. We HBK, have Sean and Le Taker, Taker and Lesnar. I'm breaking hearts. Jericho yeah. eliminates his idol, the Heartbreak Kid. Shawn Michaels. I actually really like that, and I thought HBK was going to win this. I'm starting to think it too. Our foursome is AJ, Y2J, The Undertaker, and Brock Lesnar. Followed by, and this could not be more perfect for you. I hope you will get what this music is. That's Sasha Bank? No. Oh! <laughs> get broken by that to your best friend and give it to you. I thought it was a Sasha Banks got to limit on um, piano version. No. It was uh, the Moonlight Sonata. Oh. <laughs> which was, I believe, formerly Matt Hardy's music. I couldn't find his okay. current one. That's why I didn't sound familiar. Mm -hmm. uh, we have AJ Styles. Chris Jericho, The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, and Broken Matt Hardy. Oh, shit. Brock. Brock goes out. Broken Matt is in. Who eliminated him? Broken Matt Broken deleted Matt. him. Obviously. <laughs> wow. All right, comes around to me. I'm leaving the stadium. <laughs> Number 22. I picked him as my secondary choice in this year's Rumble. Do it. I'll do it. <laughs> Braun eliminates the Undertaker. Yes. Really? Yep. Really? To prove that he is the new giant in WWE. Well. Coming oh. in at number 23. Jordan numbers. We have AJ Styles. Braun Strowman. That may tell you something about who our next entrant is. Uh, AJ Styles. Big match. Y2J. Braun Strowman. Broken Matt Hardy. And. As much as I want to eliminate Braun quickly, Broken Matt Hardy suffers the loss. Hardy out. Cena in. Wow, I can't. At the Jordan spot. Matt and DiBiase are my two biggest surprises. DiBiase still in the match? Huh? No. Oh. We have AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, Braun Strowman, John Cena, and at number 24. I was waiting for him. 
Rowdy, Rowdy. Just when Alo thought he had all the answers. Pass <laughs> change that <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper joins AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, Braun Strowman, and John Cena. Piper. Piper wow. out, In never gets out. started. Doesn't even get to take the kilt off. This Comes around to me. AJ Styles, Jericho, Braun Strowman, and Cena remain. This is my favorite to win. It's the Going back to last Shit. summer, when Kevin Owens debuted, he made himself famous by taking out John Cena. He does it once again. Two summers ago. Two summers ago? Was it that long yeah. ago? Yeah. Yeah. Was at the Rumble last year? Well, right? I meant before, the summer before this. Uh, um, that wasn't last So we have AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, Braun Strowman, Kevin Owens and Eric for you at number 26. Wait, who's eliminated? Cena. Oh. Oh, okay. Number 26, we have... The ring is star-studded. <laughs> we got Strowman, Goldberg... Kevin Owens. Jericho's still out there. KJ. You're so mad. Goldberg eliminated Strowman with a jackhammer. <laughs> All right. Strowman is out. Goldberg is in. Good thing he came in late. Alo coming in at number 27. <laughs> now we got it. <laughs> That's for your Amazon. I'm downloading it. Get Strowman out of there. <laughs> I just got it. Right. Oh, yes. I just eliminated him. So who's left? AJ, Taz. Jericho, Goldberg, Owens. And now Taz joins the fray. Goldberg. Goldberg. You're not going to say that for him. Taz, Taz, Taz likes to tag <laughs> Mr. Goldberg. I didn't need it. I just wanted him out. <laughs> it didn't matter who did it. Coming around to me at number 28. <laughs> 29 comes out before his entrance is over. Yeah, yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura joins AJ Styles, Chris Jericho, Taz, and Kevin Owens. This is tough. Um, but based on their history... I will say, and I hate to do it, I will Ooh, say I like Nakamura it. eliminates AJ. I like it. Coming around to Eric at number 29. You'll never guess who it is. I came to the Nakamura, Chris Jericho, Taz, and Kevin Owens. I can't decide who eliminates him, but the Miz is in, and he is out of here. And the last entrant goes to Alo, Aaron Lloyd. Actually, this one would have been good for you too, Eck. I don't even know if you're gonna know who this is. Stop! I was waiting to hear this all night. 
Yeah, I know. The Rockers game. <laughs> number 30, Marty Jannetty joined Shinsuke Nakamura, Chris Jericho, Taz, and Kevin Owens. Before Warrior came out, I was like, I wonder if they're going to put Jannetty in this. <laughs> Bye, Marty. Marty is out. So, we are left with the <coughs> final four pointing to the WrestleMania <coughs> sign. Shinsuke Nakamura, Chris Jericho, Taz, and Kevin Owens. So, guys, did you enjoy that? That was decent. That was different. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a fun game to play. Kudos to Joey Laugh for coming up with it. Um, I may have to come up with a better uh, better way to play the music than just holding my phone up to the microphone because some are louder than others. Who's but, up next? That was it. That was it. We have those yeah, well, who's eliminated next? Let's just keep it going. This is too fun. So you want to keep going? Yeah. All right. Well, we have, who was it, me? I believe you're up. We have Y2J, Shinsuke Taz, Shinsuke Y2J, Kevin Owens. Taz, and KO. Uh, Leave the element. Leave the element of surprise. I will throw out, Chris Jericho throws out his best friend, Kevin Owens. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> Act two fly. We're down to three. Nakamura, Chris Jericho, and Taz. Man, I'm going to set it up, and I already know how it will end. Taz eliminates Jericho. Jericho is out. Alo, it's all on you. Shinsuke Nakamura and Taz. <laughs> what? Oh, man. <laughs> So but Taz does he win? No, he wins. Oh, okay. okay. Taz, 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 no, 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 Nakamura wins. Okay. Taz is out. Taz is out. Shinsuke Nakamura. I guess the greatest competitor never to compete on the WWE main roster at this point is your winner. That is our show for tonight. Unless anyone else has anything they want to add. I can't Halo, wait. you got something I you want to say? I can't wait for next it's year over. for the Rumble. <laughs> I can't wait for next year for the Rumble to do that again. <laughs> All right. You so. missed that on camera? Yeah. <laughs> we have Act to Fly, Eric Trembicki for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, the voice that runs the place, the European champion, Alo Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery. Defends that title every Wednesday. I'm sorry, every Thursday and every Friday, Wilmington, Delaware. Get your passport stamped if you want to compete for it. <laughs> I am Ron Fashery, and we will see you next week. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist the Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my ball, shut the basement man. It ain't safe to land, off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.